right, we're live. Welcome everybody to our uh, finale episode of Shadows of Esterin. Uh, <clears throat> I do want to get our uh, disclaimer off here before I make any inappropriate comments, because last time that didn't work out so well. Uh, so just FYI, obviously, uh, due to the nature of role-playing games uh, and how improvisational they can be, uh, there may be some uh, inappropriate jokes, there may be some themes that viewers might find um, upsetting uh, or mature themes, if you will. So uh, probably going to see some death this session, whether it's our characters or otherwise, we'll find out. <laughs> um, uh, you know, horror, uh, lots of suspense, uh, pun intended, by the way, on that one. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. So uh, we will go ahead and do a uh, recap, I guess. Do you want to recap briefly before we go ahead and get into the session? I mean, probably yeah, also, uh, probably also reintro the characters too. Yeah, yeah, we can reintro the characters. I'll let each of you guys go ahead and reintroduce the characters here. Uh, I guess I'll start really quick. My name is Troy. I am the game leader for this session, so I do not have a character. However, our crew did come across uh, Duncan McLeod, who is one of the NPCs that went missing on this adventure. I almost made his name Duncan McLatte. McLatte. That would have been funny as shit, but did not do that in hindsight. Maybe should have. Famed explorer uh, Duncan Culotta. <laughs> Duncan Culotta. <laughs> no, they were out of stock on that. The machine was broken. Um, and anyway. a little too real, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> we are not being sponsored by oh, any no, professional beverage companies. <laughs> no, Sarah, no. <laughs> Is Sarah frozen? No. no. We're talking no. about Duncan McLeod being frozen and being called Kulata. Oh. <laughs> no. Solid. I did Solid. nothing. Absolutely. And actually, yeah, that's that's perfect. Um, so why don't we go ahead and get things started off? We'll start with the old fogey and then go to the uh, younger players. So thanks, Troy. I, I appreciate that so very fucking much. Uh, so I'm Christian. I'm the old fogey. Uh, I'm also I, I'm the adult of the group. I am also playing the old fogey, Dragomir Vladislav, uh, who is parent to the uh, asshole above me and the asshole below me on the screen here, uh, Ifa and Yao. Uh, they're my adopted children. They were uh, camp kids. I'm a mercenary. I'm just here to protect Theo and uh, make sure that everybody gets back alive. That's a fucking tough job. Good. All right. <laughs> Very tough. That's why I agree. What's next is Rainy. Rainy, you're uh, let's go. Yeah. So I am Rainy. I am playing the character Jao Ved, just known as Jao, uh, kind of a, you know, street street thief you know street rat kid uh orphaned early with his twin sister Eva, and has since been raised by dragomir um but never really learned the whole mercenary thing was like eh, swords are whatever i prefer just picking pockets and stealing stuff to sell for the rest of my life which makes me very valuable on a wilderness excursion <laughs> but i got my boy fergus my dog and uh <laughs> we'll see if uh i make it out probably not <laughs> I love the confidence. Who's up next? 
Uh, I guess I can go next. I am Charlie. Um, well, my real name is Jessica, Charlie. but I'm playing uh, Charlie. Uh, she is a runaway noble. She's basically um, a Vargal, so she is a guide for this expedition and leading With them no here. wilderness skills, Jess. None at all. <laughs> no, that's not true. I have travel and natural environment. I've got, yes, that's true. I'm sorry. I've no got combat skills. wilderness skills. Yeah, I've got no combat skills. I can't climb a tree. But, uh, <laughs> or run away. Or run away. But... Um, <laughs> I know where I'm going, at least. Uh, and yes. I am just leading this group uh, to here. Yes. Perfect. I'm playing in Scepter Theo. Um, he is a Magiantist, and he is uh, one of the missing Magiantists on this expedition is a friend of his that they had uh, been stationed together during a really rough time. So he is uh, personally invested in finding Mason. Um, but he is, uh, he's got a really, really soft heart for his line of work. Um, and he gets caught up in his head a lot. And there's a lot of uh, doubt and internal conflict here, uh, which has already already been taking a number on him with uh, Duncan's predicament. That's why we're currently hauling Duncan's d disabled body <laughs> through yeah, this cave <laughs> so he won't die alone. Um, but I'm sure that's going to get a lot worse tonight. <laughs> Hello. Moral quandary was real. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, uh, I'm Sarah and I'm the other half of the reason that we are carrying this mangled man through a cave. I am playing Aoife, the brawn of the operation, Zhao's twin sister. Uh, she is a hunter, always providing for her family, but there's not a lot going on up here. She means so well, but there's nothing here. There's nothing. What's the catchphrase? Calm. Calm. Yeah, what's Focus. that great tagline? The pure of heart, Devabass. Yes. Uh, and despite uh, despite Christian being the old fogey, I got the first curse word of the session. So, bite me. Uh -huh. You did. That is true. You did say that. Yes, true. I, That's going to be like how much we're going to start all of our games swearing. Now we're going to be like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> got it. <laughs> the first we're line. going live in three, two, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure uh, there's perfect. a Twitch terms of service somewhere about that. <laughs> no, I'm more as much as you want after drop, the first so was good. Yeah. All right. So that is, those are your characters, your uh, brave, intrepid adventurers. Um, we, uh, we do have a few NPCs uh, to look out for. So the four NPCs that this group is looking for in Carmine Chasm are Duncan McLeod, who they did find in terrible condition, uh, bloody, Leg is just shattered and mangled. Um, he was on the verge of death. And uh, thanks to some quick thinking by Theo, um, was revived to a critical state um, with a tonic. Uh, we have for Mason, who is Theo's uh, friend. Um, Evelyn, who is a botanist for the Magiantist Guild. And lastly is um, Sarabas, who is uh, supposedly dead. Uh, that is what Duncan said. Um, he said he did not make it. So we'll see what happens there. Um, okay. Thanks, Rainy. <laughs> Sorry. We also tell uh, we also telepathically communicate as well. Um, so <laughs> why don't we go ahead and uh, pick things up where we uh, left off? So you guys were descending down into Carmen Chasm. Um, Theo. Carmen Chasm, we have a map for that. There we are. <gasps> nice. Yes. It's in kind of the northeast region of Rage, um, where it's real cold and there's not a whole lot around. 
Uh, so, um, wow, that looks just like a huge pit. <laughs> yep. And you guys <laughs> are going in it. That's what we're into. Okay. Just bears in the cruel, unforgiving environment. <laughs> like the Grand Canyon, but with like strange red plants, right? Chasm. Bears. Yes. All the plants, um, trees, grass. Probably bears. Everything too. is just this disturbing, like blood red. I actually went out and bought some uh, blood orange tequila mix tonight to uh, mm-hmm. commemorate. I approve. <laughs> Which don't sue us. <laughs> I didn't say what brand. I didn't say despite the brand. density of baby faces, we are all 21 plus here. <laughs> yes. Especially uh, yes. me. So, I, I'm not twice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yes, we are uh, descending into Carmine Chasm. Uh Theo is at the head of the improv stretcher that uh Duncan is on. Uh Aoife is carrying uh the other half on the foot portion. And the other three of you are advancing down into the cavern. So um, just so there's light. They have those little fancy light lamps, right? Nebulars, yeah. So there are nebulars on the wall. However, none of them are lit or burning. So you know, <laughs> they're capable of lighting. You'd have to check. Uh, you also have a few torches left because I know we spent. Yeah, we used some fire. to. Um, so we got like three yeah. torches left. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. It's plenty, right? Everything's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. It's fine. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So, basically, we are going down into the dark. Oh, yeah. Char- Charlie, w- if you'll hold him for a sec, I can try to get the nebulars working. Oh, yeah. Sure. Sure. I'll let Charlie just hold him so we don't have to put him down on this makeshift stretcher. Um, and I'll go over to like the nearest nebular too and try to see if I can, if there's fuel in it and if I can get it on. While she's while she's doing that, uh, Dragomir is going to. Javed, come here, and kind of get try to get him away from, especially our guest Duncan. They're just going to slow us up. I don't know what they think we're I, going to. I do not. I do not know what these people are thinking. This is this is bleeding hearts, clearly very bleeding hearts. But I do not trust him. If Fergus doesn't trust him, I don't trust him. I don't. I believe Fergus has better better sense than you. I trust Fergus. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's why, that's, that is why you let me keep him around. <laughs> so, sister and I, Aifa and I will call in the front to protect these people. You stay back. Just watch, because I do not trust him. Keep your eye on him, okay? I think Aoife's going to be carrying the injured idiot. No, no, no. We were hired to protect these people. She cannot protect anyone if she's carrying them. You know me. Uh, I'll have your back. Meanwhile, who has not let go of her half of the stretcher and is helping Charlie and Theo balance the injured man. Uh, So you can you can kind of set him down uh, easily as Theo goes over to check on the uh, nebular. Uh, Theo, go ahead and make me a check. (laughs) And I believe you have used artifact, don't you? I do. Yeah, I'll let you go ahead and use that. Get an extra plus one. Yeah, a quick reminder of Esterin uh, mechanics. Heck no, other... I rolled a natural one. I exploded oh. <laughs> in my face. Natural one. Oh yeah, starting off strong. So lucky for you, typically when you do critically fail on a use artifact check, I have to determine uh, based on another, a subsequent roll kind of what happens, like if it explodes and hurts you or whatever. <laughs> um, but what happens instead is you, you're you fumbling with it a little bit, can't quite figure out uh 
where the hell the switch is. Maybe it's like an older type of nebula you're not used to, or the design's not quite familiar. So you remove it from the little thing holding it into the wall and you fumble, you fumble with it and you try to catch it and it falls and shatters on the ground. Um, but there is no flux in it. You notice the flux container that was in it uh, breaks open. It's like an empty little container vial area oh. and it's uh, bone dry. It has no flux to give. So there's nothing to explode. <laughs> Thank nice. you. Oh my God. Timestamp that. <laughs> what did you say, Christian? I said it has no flux to give. It's all out of flux. It's all out of flux. Baby. It's all out of flux. Um, okay, I'll check one more, but I suspect they're all going to be this way because they were probably on and they burned out when nobody came up to shut them off. So that seems to be the case, but I will check one more just in case of due diligence. Um, you continue down another 15 or 20 feet into the cave to the next one. And uh, similar, uh, similarly, this one is also out of flux. All right. Luckily, I brought my own nebular and I have flux for it. So I will turn that on, having uh, found the others are empty. I'll tell everybody, it uh, looks like they all burned out. We can use mine. And what, I will. Uh, what type of flux are you using for this nebular? Nebular uses any flux, I believe. And yep. I am using... Oh. Okay. I have mineral and vegetal, and I have forgotten which one I bought for what. I believe vegetal is for my gauntlet, I think. I use whichever one is not for my gauntlet, because the nebula can burn any flaps. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll, I'll leave it to you then. So do you want it to give off like a grayish light blue uh, glow, or do you want it to give off like a uh, deep kind of green glow? Those are your two options. I'm pretty sure it's the mineral, the mineral is the okay. bluish one, right? So it's yeah. like a gray, very light blue glow that uh, illuminates from this giant's tool uh, and uh, shines brightly out before you. Is anybody using a torch right now? And if so, who, who is using it? Uh, keep in mind your trek is going to be, uh, Duncan estimated about four to six hours each way. Uh, I am not going to use a torch because I'm going to have my sword and my shield ready, so... Yeah, I'll have the torch up yeah. for the front line. I'll be like right behind uh, Dragomir and Aoife. No, no, I want you in back. I'm behind you though. Keep it, yeah, but keep an eye on Skippy. <laughs> Skippy. I honestly would not mind if we just leave that man. <laughs> Me neither. We're but, not yeah. leaving Listen, the man. Like behind. I said, like I said last episode, if we run into something, we only have to run faster than. It's true. We're not leaving the unless, man behind. Unless what we're going to be running. We're not leaving the man, man behind. We will, okay, okay. I might leave a man behind, as long as I get these two with me. Okay, he can stand in the middle. We'll be right behind him so he can keep an eye out. Yeah, that was kind of my plan was I'm going to stand okay. behind the front line and in front of the stretcher crew. So that way very I'm good. kind of illuminating everyone. Very good, very good. Who has the highest empathy in this group? Not me. Actually, you know something? Mine is actually three. So the, I'm it's, actually. It's yeah. Charlie. Charlie, you have a yeah. five. Five. Um, go ahead and uh, <clears throat> make me a mental resistance check. A mental. Oh gosh. While oh, Jess is rolling now? this, I just. Oh. Go ahead. I just want to remind everybody the mechanics of Estrin because this is a game that uh, you may not have heard of. You may be experiencing for the first time. Uh, Tone-wise, it's this beautiful Celtic horror game that's amazing. Mechanics-wise, it revolves around the use of a D10 and you roll a d10 and add certain modifiers based on, instead of ability scores that you'd normally have, you have things called ways, which uh, represent your character's combativeness, creativity, empathy, reason, and conviction. And, um, you know, pluses and minuses and things like that. But just wanted to 
throw that out there for the game nerds like me. All right. I got an 11. I rolled a three and my mental resistance is eight. So I got an 11. Okay. So everybody else is um, kind of discussing uh, their position in line. Theo's working on getting his nebular set up, probably putting like a flux cartridge in there. Um, yes. One of you guys is getting one of the three torches you have remaining going. Um, and as all of this is happening and there's kind of commotion and stuff going on around you, you guys find yourselves uh, probably 40, 50 feet into the mouth of the cave. And um, there's, you don't know what it is. Maybe it's a whisper on the wind or something like that, but it cuts through the commotion and you're able to hear it very, um, very concisely. And it says, um, uh, keep going. You'll get there soon. And you're not entirely sure where the sound came from, um, but you're the only one that hears that. I'm going to keep that to myself for now. Quick reminder, do I have Fergus? With, oh, yeah, because we took yeah. the guy. So he's with yeah. us. Yeah, where's Fergus, by the way? Situ right on my right on my side. Like, okay, basically touching and, me. And you're right behind Dragomir or are you more towards the back? I'm with uh, Dragomir and Aoife if she's on the front lines with him. No. Aoife is helping to carry the stretcher because yeah. she's a she's buff and, and good heart. All right. And also Theo is so small <laughs> and needs a little help. Not yeah. that small, I'm just sweet. <laughs> I do I I do want to say then that if I am only behind Dragomir as our first line of defense, um, in one hand I have the torch, which I'm doing my best to illuminate forward you know sure. if they if if behind me they're struggling to keep up Zhao is probably a little bit of a dick about it and is like keep up or whatever um and in my other hand i have my francisca which is like this old style like hand axe kind of yeah yep nice sounds good i'm so glad that both of the twins have franciscas <laughs> nice. i actually um i actually was gonna say like given Zhao's style this doesn't seem like a weapon for him so i kind of like in my head canon was like he definitely just got this from Eva, and she was like learn yes. a real weapon you know what i mean like yeah. <laughs> you carry these little daggers learn a real damn weapon yeah <laughs> nice so wait so troy did i hear this kind of in my head or was this like a whispered on the wind type of situation? You're not sure exactly oh, okay all right yeah yep you're not sure but it cut through it cut through the commotion and it was very direct it sounded like it was in your head, but like it, it almost seems like it came on like the breeze coming from in the cave somewhere. So, okay. So, I mean, um, um, you do know based on your travels as a Vargal um, that Carmine Chasm is, like I said, it's a place that is shrouded in mystery. There are many tales of it being haunted by spirits long dead. Um, there are tales of ghastly things and the unknown and people that enter there and never return. So, uh, there's lots of, Lots of shit going on there. Yeah, Charlie's going to keep that to herself, but she's definitely going to be looking around. Okay. Uh, Theo, since you're carrying the front of the stretcher, uh, are you, do you have your nebular like in like a pack or like, do you like- Oh, I think, I think Charlie stretcher? took over. Charlie took over carrying the stretcher oh, with- okay. With um, yeah. Eva, yeah. I, uh, yeah, so I'll carry the nebular, but I'll tell Charlie, like if you need me to switch out, just let me know. Okay, Aifa, you- uh... Just be ready if we run into anything, okay? Yeah, I know. All right, so I've got my chainmail quaff already. I have a small steel shield. It's like beaten and 
battered to hell. I uh, just have him one arm and I'm going to draw my scimitar basically out. Yeah. And uh, all right, then let's do this. All I, right. I will lead the way down. So the torchlight uh, kind of mingles with the uh, light from the nebula. Uh, they kind of meet in the middle and it's uh, it's very bright in the middle of your group, but uh, the, the nebula extends further back uh, from the rear. The torchlight provides the furthest illumination out towards the front. And you make your way into this kind of crevice and um, it's not very long at all before it becomes a little bit more difficult going. There are certain parts where you guys have to duck down in order to get through. Um, there are other parts that open up fairly wide um, where you can easily fit three or four of you at the same time. So um, it looks like at least initially they followed uh, not a man-made like entry into this area. Um, you follow this for probably 30-ish minutes or so. And the uh, path that you are following opens up to uh, a much wider area. And in here, uh, you could probably say that this room is maybe 25 feet wide and probably equally tall. It opens up quite a bit. Um, in this large room, there is a lot of um, lichen kind of hanging from the walls, growing from the walls. You hear the sound of um, droplets of water somewhere in the distance. Um, and the whole entire chamber smells of um, earth, like almost like dirt and um, like uh, leaves and that kind of stuff. But there's also just like a little bit of an undertone of um, a metallic like coppery smell that you get from the air. Um, as you enter this room, uh, whoever is uh, in the, or whoever's in the front, I will, uh, I will let you, actually, you know what, screw it. Everybody make it, be, a it for me. A what check? Perception. Perception. Eleven. Also eleven. I'd forgotten to be ten. Wearing glasses for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm using a dice roller, Rainy. It's not the same. Ten. Twelve for Joe. Man, you guys are fucking observant. <laughs> Theo's very distracted. He keeps like checking on Duncan, like looking at Duncan. Theo, Theo's probably reading, like, like, making sure yeah. Duncan's color is not changing too much. Like my reading at the rocks, the strata, the substrata that we're in. Uh, even if it's not a city street, Jao knows how to read a room. <laughs> like he walked in here and went, mm, "My thief skills, my thief senses are tingling. Like I gotta get the hell out of here. I'm in danger." <laughs> so who got who got the highest check? I got I got a twelve. Yeah. Get a 12? Okay. Pissed with a 12. Um, and then between Charlie, Aoife, and um, Theo, who got the highest check? Aoife. I got a, okay. I got an 11. Nine. Okay. <laughs> mm. uh, so, Jao, you know, when you guys walk into this room, um, you get that initial smell. Um, I don't know if you've spent any sort of time underground, so you don't really know what to make of it. You're not sure if this is how it's supposed to smell or if it's strange or whatnot. Um, but you notice in here there are um, there are several nebulas that are kind of throughout the room. You look around and you see uh, adjacent to you on the other side of the wall, there is a hallway that kind of starts going down and it starts to uh, descend a little bit more quickly. Uh, you can see that from the entrance of that uh, hall. It's the only um, exit from this room aside from where you just came in. Um, 
Amber, you said you were kind of trying to monitor, um, you were trying to monitor uh, Duncan's vitals and check his skin and, and rest yeah, make sure he's, he's stuff. still breathing. There's no change in his breathing that his color is not noticeably changing. Like that. I'm not seeing blood seep through anywhere, you know, yeah. things like that. <laughs> so you've noticed a couple of things. You've noticed number one, that his eyes have pretty much stayed closed. You don't recall his eyes being open since you guys have descended into the cave. Um, he also, uh, his skin color ap appears to be getting a little bit better. He appears to have some color coming back into his skin. Um, there's another thing that you noticed as well, which is um, he's been very quiet, but uh, Aoife noticed this as well because you had a pretty high perception roll. Um, you keep hearing like, he keeps cracking his knuckles and, and his neck and stuff like that as you guys are descending down. He's just quiet and he keeps cracking his knuckles and, and all that stuff. Um, Quick reminder, I, I know I'm going back a little bit here. Nebulars are like um, light bulbs, right? They're like uh, mine shaft lights. Dark yeah, lanterns. They're basically. electric lanterns, basically. Yeah, okay, yeah. just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Um, I want to say, uh, oh, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head how long a nebular or a torch will stay lit for. Um, the nebular is six or 12 hours. It is one of those two with one canister of flux. Okay, we'll say six. Do okay. you have multiple canisters of flux? I do. Okay. The torch probably won't burn that long. I would say a torch would probably last um hour or two, maybe. Two hours, yeah. 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 Two hours probably. So um your torch is still burning. Um it's also the air is getting a little bit more um damp. As I mentioned before, you hear water and stuff trickling from the walls and uh that kind of stuff. Um torches last two hours. Two hours, okay. That's I that's what I thought. I wasn't hundred percent sure, but um yeah. Uh the next time Duncan cracks his neck or his knuckles, Theo's gonna like check on him and be like, how are you holding up? Are you all right? You comfortable? Feel any different? Um, or as comfortable as you can be. I'm <laughs> experiencing yeah. more discomfort. <laughs> be before you on say On a scale that, of one to 10, how would you rate your pain? Yeah. <laughs> before you have the opportunity to ask him that question, um, he uh, opens his eyes a little bit and he says, uh, this is the uh, last room where you'll find any uh, nebulars. It goes down quite a bit further, and we didn't have the opportunity to place more holds. I'll ask him. Are you, how are you feeling? He um, he waits a minute, and he takes a deep breath in, and he says, uh, "I do feel as if my energy is coming back to me a little bit. I feel yeah, that's good. That's warmth good. again." And the way that he says the word warmth, he kind of hangs on the word just a little bit. And uh, you're not sure what to make of it. It just seems a little weird. We should kill this man. So it seems a little we weird, can... but I do tell myself that he is broken almost everywhere. So everybody in that state is a little weird. So I'm not going to think too much on that. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, actually, um, I'll, I will put my hand over his forehead to see if he feels like he's feverish or burning up, though. His skin is cool to the touch. Okay. Uh, Troy, mechanical question. Yes. What would be closer to trying to insight check someone, perception or relation? Relation. Can uh, I? I would say it, dep it depends, actually. So it depends on kind of what you're trying to notice about them, right? I feel like relation would be more noticing like subtleties in the tone of their voice. That's or, true. 
That's no. what she's looking at. Yeah. Your Things brother's really Nebula good. Nebula burns that. 12 hours. Just so you know. Your brother's pretty good at oh. relation. Aoife's not too bad, actually. And she, she she doesn't want to say anything. She just kind of wants to try and get in on what Duncan's exactly saying without interrupting his conversation with Theo or making herself look suspicious. Sure. Yeah. You can go ahead and make a relation check if you'd like. Oh, oh, that's really good. That's a 15. <laughs> I rolled a Maybe. nine. Sure. Yeah. So, um, hmm. so with that role, I would say, um, you noticed a couple things. So number one, um, according to what little interaction you've had with Duncan before, the most prominent thing that you notice is there doesn't appear to be any sort of grimace of pain in his voice anymore. He was in deep distress and pain, and that was very evident in his voice. It appears that that's gone, and it's almost like a, um, hmm, it's like he maybe sat down for a glass of red wine by a fireplace and started relaxing. And that's kind of almost the tone that you got out of at least the word warmth. You're not sure okay. about the entire sentiment, but he said he appears to be feeling a bit better uh, with every every minute that goes by. He says maybe these uh, analgesics or this. Yeah, that would be all the morphine we spread on. <laughs> yeah, he says maybe the analgesics of this giant side. Uh, stuff you used is uh, doing its work. And I appreciate that. I'm actually pretty pissed. I wasted my analgesics on that, man. <laughs> Those are my again. <laughs> yeah, right. Those are Jow's drugs, bro. <laughs> Jow shared his drugs. <laughs> you guys uh, are now in this large room. There are uh, quite a few extra nebulars in this room. Um, I know Duncan did say this is the last opportunity that you'll have to see any, like along the walls or anything like that. Uh, he says, I'll grab another one of those just in case one gets broken and shit happens. So. I will just, uh, stand guard while that's happening and just kind of look around the room because I, I smell copper. So, uh, I mean, that's also could be blood. So I'm just going to take a look around and see, you know. Very well. So as as the mercenary of the group, uh, someone who's used to bloodshed and that kind of thing, you do walk, you go walking around, um, you know, looking for the scent of blood or anything like that and um you don't have to go too far before you notice that there's a patch of the ground that appears to have been disturbed it's actually like a line in the moss mm -hmm. and there's definitely some blood there uh it's a combination of probably blood and then also the residue of the plants being broken like a again like a grass stain. um mm -hmm. and it looks like somebody was crawling crawling in a straight line back the way you came Back the way I can. Oh, okay. Back, back oh, out. Okay. Yep. But yep. oh, this was this was uh, Duncan, probably. 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 Yeah. Or, you or literally Lee. ask the man, "Is this from you?" <laughs> like he's going to remember. Like, yes, I I crawled over this exact thing. Of the <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> like, I'm in delirious pain and I'm morphine, but I remember that I crawled over. He. Uh, you know what? Yeah, it's probably should ask him. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Duncan. That does not sound like Gregory at all. He's like, yes. Did you, uh, did you, did, fuck. Did you, <laughs> I want to ask you about this blood. I want blood. to ask you about this blood. Did, you, did, you, did you call, this, is this your blood here? He's I like, never drink it, but is it yours? He's like, I, that's, uh, that's me. I crawled up here on my hands. Uh, okay. He's like, if I lost consciousness down here. I'm not sure how long, uh, but when I came to, I, 
realized I still had a ways to go and needed to get out. So I kept growing. Understood. Is, is better is your blood than not anyone else's, yes? Yes, of course. Yes. Duncan, did you notice any signs of uh, any wildlife or anything down here at any point? Should we be watching for anything? Bats? It's kind of hard to reach, so I don't suspect, but... He says, um... I... The occasional rat, lizard, maybe something like that in the couple weeks we've been here. Um, animals aren't a very common occurrence, honestly. I think they have uh, enough wits about them to stay away from these kinds of places. Um, anything alive that's not just a normal animal that we should be aware of? He uh, looks at you and he opens up his eyes. God damn it, Sarah. <laughs> Testing fate. <laughs> He, he looks at you when you say that, and he opens his eyes. And in the uh, in the pale um, gray glow of the nebula near him, you see that his eyes are very bloodshot. Like the whites of his eyes, you can see the veins, the bloodshot veins in his eyes. And he looks at you and he says, well, hopefully the rest of our expedition, minus Sarabas. You might have saved them crawling all this way. We never would have found this cave if we didn't find you first. Perhaps. I'd like to um, take, uh, while they're all talking to Duncan, because Zhao is not still pissed. Yeah, like, I, like, honestly, like, once, I think once you've lost Zhao's trust, just as a street, you know, street rat kid, like, <laughs> I'm not wasting my time with you again. Like, get out of here. So I honestly, I would probably hand my torch off to someone and like very quietly try and just like, walk down to like the edge of the light down that steeper slope and just mm -hmm. listen in. Mm -hmm. um, just listen to see if any sounds other than like the dripping of uh, water and whatnot or any any strange uh, signs. Perfect. Make me a mental resistance check. Oh, oh no. Oh. I saw Troy smile a little bit and I was like, like oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. And I get scolded for asking right. the question. You're <laughs> joking it. <laughs> Listen, girls gotta ask. Right down the middle. I rolled a five, I got an 11. So you are listening in on the wind for a moment and you feel, you know, you feel that kind of updraft coming from deep within the cave and it's kind of warm air and it brings that moisture and that humidity. And you catch something, again, you're not sure if you, if it's maybe a whisper on the wind or if it's something in your head, you're not exactly sure what's happening, but it says um, the trail's cold, but there's still time. Keep going. I heard a voice. There's a voice coming from down. A voice told me we're close. You heard it too? I've you heard, heard the voice? Yes. Oh, shit. I'm just going to take a big swig out of the special water stream. <laughs> you heard it too. Uh, Duncan, Duncan cracks his hands. What did it say? It said that the trails run cold, but if we hurry, we might be able to do something. It said I the don't... trail has gone cold. Yeah, the trail. Oh. Uh, did I, I, I thought you said the B trail. I was like, that's fucking fresh and hot and ready, baby. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> no uh, that the, yeah, the trails run cold. And I say, um, I don't think we need to bring this man down any further. It gets steeper over here. He's looking better. We need s speed. We need to get down there before anyone else dies. I agree. This man is safe here. He's feeling warmer. His color is coming back. 
He cannot go anywhere here. We need to move to save the others. Does, does, <laughs> does, does, just thinking, that's a very weird thing for a survivor to say. So probably wasn't actually said. He's like, kind of wish I had a canary at this point. Like, like noxious gas getting to people. That's what he's thinking. And he's looking at it, he's like, oh no. Uh, oh, Fergus no. looks okay. I mean, Fergus hasn't had any sort of weird changes in behavior. True, and he is lower than. Does Duncan know how much further from here? You Did guys have been traveling for about 45 minutes, so this is how much this man is slowing us down. And like Jao would say that, this man is slowing us down to a dangerous degree. He might also has useful information. He might also be the only one left. Javed is not always right, but this time he is. He, he says, uh, you there, young man. He says, the, uh, the, tunnels, uh, the tunnels snake up ahead. There's quite a few different paths. It's fairly easy to get lost if you don't know where you're going. It's taken us quite some time to map out these tunnels in our minds. Fair. And you've gone down all of the tunnels, or have you stuck to a few? He says, well, uh, I don't know about every single tunnel, but I do know how to get to where Mason fell and where the accident happened. So we need Well, him. that is the useful information we need from you. Otherwise, why are you waiting for us to prompt you? Do you want us to save your expedition crew or not? Let's go. He says, very well, lead the way and I'll show you. How about you tell us? Javid, he's not slowing us down that much. I beg to differ. Watch how much faster I walk without carrying a man. You're not, you're not you the one scout ahead. You're not the one carrying a man, Joe. Yes. All right, uh, how about you walk 50 feet and see how long it takes you to do so, and then grab that man and walk 50 feet and see how long it takes you to do so. If I walk 50 feet blind, I'm going to run into a wall or get myself lost. I'd rather go with someone who knows where they're going, Joe. I well, don't even know. a lot more time if we take a wrong turn. Yeah. Okay. Did you, he, he does did say, you make, he does say did this Did he make too, any he maps? Says, he said that they've mapped this out only in their, in their heads? In their heads. In their minds. That's real fucking useful for an expedition leader. We can waste time arguing, or we can just keep going. I'm gonna he, go over to Aoife and ask her, like, do you mind if I tie the extra nebula to your pack? I feel like you're not very likely to fall. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no, go for it, Aoife, who's also, like, almost six feet tall. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna strap that on the outside of her pack, good, and leave that there. Spare nebula in case I drop <laughs> I won't fall either. How about you give one of us, one of those to each of us? I mean, I can get a third one if you like. <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie. I've dropped says, a lot of nebulars in my time. <laughs> do you have enough uh, flux for all of us? If we all grab some, do you have enough flux that we can make these work? We should not use more than one at a time just in case we're down here longer than we think. But I do. Well, have some we've been flux. down here longer than I've wanted and my torch is already running low. Or it's actually burn for 12 gone. hours. It's actually already gone. We've walked, oh no, 45 minutes. That's yeah, just I'm, barely I'm enough time to get barely there. Barely even come down here. Yeah, let's 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 use them one at a time. Makes sense. Um so yeah, so uh Duncan also says that um he's not sure how badly the uh explosion has impacted the integrity of the tunnels. If the way to um Mason and the rest of the group is um not clear, you may need another way around is what he says basically yeah so. and and from here on out charlie is going to be kind of paying attention to the structures to see if there's any instability or things like that sure make me a natural environment check based on her 
reading of the world and not on actual knowledge. <laughs> and does anybody have like chalk or anything to mark walls? Ooh, yeah. You could always things. smear you could always smear some lichen on the walls. That's a good idea. No, yeah, but I have a pickaxe. And we can oh, just score the wall. Score yeah. the walls, yes. All right. Yeah, good idea. Yeah. I will do that every it's like know. the thieves, it's it's like, you know, it's like uh not thieves can't like hobo symbols. Like you know, right, Joe's, yeah. got, Joe's got that idea where he's just <laughs> like right, right, right. Yeah. we're gonna mark our way in and out. Yeah, I'd be doing the same if I wasn't carrying him, but it's okay. Yeah, um, I'll just, I'll just do on your check. 13. Uh, Charlie, 13? Yes. Yeah, so I mean, you um you kind of have a general idea of what to look for. You probably haven't spent a ton of time underground. Hmm. Um, but you've probably read a little bit about it from um your uh your Vargle book. Mentor's book. Yes. Um so a couple things you're looking for you're looking for like large um you know cracks in the walls and those kind of things, unstable ground, disturbed uh, dust and things on the rocks floor and stuff yeah, stuff like that. So um so you're keeping an eye out for that as you're moving forward. Uh, you advance. All right. You got some nebulars from this room. Uh, yeah, I'll take two. I'll put one on Aoife's pack and I'll put one on uh, Charlie's pack just in case I drop this nebula. I, I've dropped several when I was training. So I'm like, hmm. Ooh, I am the guy who drops one. the flashlight. I know this. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Let's keep going. Do you, Wait, do you also give us a flux? Um, oh god i will give one of you one flux i'm not <laughs> sure which one give give it to charlie we can save this one for if we need to light it later and i do either of you know anything about flux or magia not or a second clue nope I it's have... really cool but i got nothing i see what you do and i just do that i have okay. a history charlie. of flux I have a history with flux. I will put this in your <laughs> pack. I'm going to open your pack and I'm going to kind of insulate it in some clothes. And I'm like, like, this is processed, but flux, even processed flux is volatile. Like if this shatters, if it, if there's a spark, if you get hit by anything hot, like it could catch fire. Think of like lantern oil, but like more. <laughs> so be careful with this. Careful. Got it. Yeah. If, if you're trying to put it in something and it's not going like, do not force it. <laughs> When Jow says he has a history with Dick Flux, Joe. he just gives him a look like. <laughs> big, big if it doesn't go in, don't force it. <laughs> just give it the old courtesy spit first. Welcome to the after dark portion of our show. That's right, baby. Oh, secret tunnels. <laughs> people are going to think we're so secret Okay. Mm. Okay, that was Speaking a good secret tunnels. Yeah, okay. <coughs> got it. Got the thing, got the flux. Careful, cool. don't crush it. Gentle. <laughs> gentle, gentle. All right. Ella, give Duncan a little bit of water and then we will continue on. Okay. Whew. Um you guys continue on down through the uh, other end of this uh large room and uh you do notice um uh, that, like I said, the descent gets a little bit steeper. Um, there's definitely certain points where you guys have to uh, slow down quite a bit to maneuver Duncan and his mm -hmm. make. Um, uh, got you. As much as I hate to admit that Jao was right on this one, like this particular part anyways, he definitely was right. I mean, we knew this. You we have to this. like sit on your butt and slide down a little bit, maybe like six or seven feet. Somebody has to hold him, somebody has to go down and then pass them. I just, <laughs> yeah, Duncan's in the loose, just let him like... 
<laughs> one man bobsled team. Illusion, Duncan. Can you just, go? Just hits please, and flops please. over. And hey, like, see, I told he's, you. he's lived this long. You know, he'll be fine. <laughs> I actually like a crash test dummy. Who has a very who has a very high reason? Who's got the highest reason? Probably uh, you, Theo. Five, four. Yes, Theo. Five. Okay, I I'm gonna say that Theo and uh, and um, you, Jao, both have this thought along similar lines. Um, there's a couple points that are are pretty difficult to navigate with all fours, and both of you are like, man, how the fuck did Duncan crawl up this on his hands on his hands like, and maybe with one leg perhaps right? His other leg appeared to be okay, but. You're like, this would be a little tough to crawl up on all fours. But then, um, you know, Theo, you probably chalk it up to like, well, he's like a world-class mountaineer. Like he's- Adrenaline too. Climber, the adrenaline was pumping. Jow, this just further adds to your skepticism and distrust of Duncan. I Uh, will ask Duncan if he remembers falling while trying to get out at any point. Did you maybe injure yourself more trying to navigate? (sighs) He looks at you and he says- um, and I'll keep an eye out for blood to at the difficult areas to see That's if maybe, what I was like maybe say. he was, was like, in better shape and he is, fell and like busted himself up more a couple times. Yeah. I wanted to ask if there was a blood trail like there was in the room above. You don't see any blood trails anywhere over here at the moment. Um, Duncan kind of looks at you and he says, "I, uh, I don't quite remember. It was all kind of a blur." That's all right. I just kept going up. How how are your hands? You uh you keep cracking your knuckles. Do you feel any pressure in your joints? He's he looks at you and he's like, oh, um. He looks at his hands for a minute and he kind of like moves his fingers and he's like, uh, they're fine. They're very, they're sore. I mean, big deal. My legs busted, so I have bigger problems. Right. <laughs> when that lack of blood trail thought hits Jow. I think I want to talk to Tregomir. Um, and just be like, this man said he dragged himself up this steep slope with a shot. Yeah, perhaps perhaps it's right after you like biff it and like fall on your ass, like your tailbone just a little hard. And you're like, yeah, I'm not the most, oh God. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not a physical person. I think like my, I, I took whatever they're called, the disadvantages. I'm I, not I'm a physical fragile. person, but I also don't have a broken leg. <laughs> exactly. Like I'd have a hard time getting up this. So like, I'm looking at Draco Mirror just going like, this is some bullshit. Like this yes, man oh, did not. Yes, yes, I have seen the wounded men do many things, but this is man with leg hurt like that. Never. Charlie's just over here like, you're a hero. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is going to end badly. Unless we end it first. I would not be adverse to that. Oh. You have to <laughs> Three hours into the expedition, we must kill killing. one of our own. <laughs> Are we legitimately, yeah, like I, that's okay. Yeah. I'm just, listen, I am just saying we might have to step up and make the decision because these other ones would. You guys continue further down into the tunnels and you come to uh, uh, kind of a, a split where there are three different um, tunnels to go down. Um, Duncan kind of uh, opens his eyes when you guys stop and uh, he looks around where he is and he kind of like looks around in the dim light and he goes, uh, it's this tunnel over here furthest to the left. That'll lead us straight away. Okay. Right. We'll look around to see if any uh, structural 
problems, blood trails, anything like that. <laughs> you do see, um, you do see some blood um, over here in this area. You notice, however, that it's not, um, it's not the same as it once as it was. It doesn't appear to be like a drag anymore. It's in like, like splotches, like mm -hmm. someone was almost hobbling or like jumping along. Um, you, uh, you do notice that the wall has some of the um, ferns and stuff on the wall have been smeared and rubbed recently, um, almost as if someone was trying to brace on the wall moving along. Um, you probably mark off the wall this tunnel, right? Yep. The split. Yeah. Yeah. Every. Yeah. Every. You know, whatever. Intersection. Twenty-five. You know, meters or so. Also, I'll just whack a you know chunk out of the wall with the pickaxe just to make sure that we have. Uh, you know. Yeah, That's how Dragobier is getting his anchor out, is just slamming it. <laughs> and, and then you lick it. Uh, nothing. It's a long <laughs> kind of I'm going to say, as you do that, you hear that sound kind of echo down into the depths of Carmine Chasm. I know what bumbles do. <laughs> bumbles bounce. <laughs> Jesus. Ah. <laughs> uh. Duncan bounces. You continue probably 30 or so feet and you hear um you hear a slight like rumble in the earth. You feel it shake just a little bit underneath your feet. Bullshit. Pause for a moment. <laughs> um can I kind of gather what that was? Whether that was like a tiny earthquake, a cave-in, uh avalanche. Yes. Something like that, probably. Okay, that, that's a I'm lot. I'm saying that's what you know. <laughs> yes, okay. all of those. It would be absolutely impossible for you to discern which of those precisely it is. That but is fair. It's Some sort probably of one of those. Distress. Movement beneath the earth, yes. Okay. You continue on probably 15 feet or so, uh, you know, round a bend, and there is a large um, collapse of rocks and debris that is completely sealing off this path. It's not what you just heard, by the way. Okay. Okay. Well, shit. Uh, Duncan, is this where, uh, Mason, was Mason here? Or is this, were you further back? Duncan looks at you and he says, oh, fuck. He says, we were much deeper in the cave. He says, this, no. this way won't do. Did you come through this way? Is this, has this collapsed since you got out, do you think? He says, yes, this is the way that I came up. Fuck. It must have collapsed recently. Damn. It's okay. We okay. can get down there. There's, much, there's another way. How much further? Uh, sorry, let me get my voice in. Ready? How much further down was it that you had to go before the previous collapse? He looks at you and he says, it's funny, time down here, it's tough to keep track of, but I would say we're maybe halfway. Sure, time is difficult, but what about distance? You're a fucking expedition leader. You're a professional at this. Can we talk about descents? Have you left any marks? Have you done anything? Says, well, if this trail was open, we could follow my blood. I'm about to spill more of it and we can follow it back up. Joe. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, Joe. <laughs> Fuck this man. I don't understand why you're trying to save him. We have four other people, three other people to save. Joe. Could be anywhere this in man might be the only man we can save. He's also the one who knows the way. You the, feel the way Jow. he knew is now blocked. Collapse, and so. he said there's a way we can go around him. Jow, I do want to point out something that you feel, okay? You notice this. It's it's uh it's something that you notice kind of after after this little interaction here. 
you're obviously getting very frustrated with this man and with the situation in general. You notice that your, your face gets kind of flush as the blood rushes to your face. Your respirations probably quicken a little bit. Your heart starts to race. Your pulse pounds a little stronger. And you, you hear that beating of your heart inside of your ears and inside of your head. And it's just boom, 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 boom. And it's just, it's just echoing in your head right now. You also even closer to just rage, yeah. Like doom, also, doom, the, uh, the slight, like the slight taste of, um, you know, when you run really hard and you have that like metallic-y, like coppery rawness in your throat. Yeah, you kind of feel that just a little bit. Um, Duncan says uh, the tunnel off to the right will take us there. All right, let's head that way. Okay. So we've gone down the tunnel to the left. Hold on. We've gone down the tunnel to the left. There's a tunnel in the middle and there's a tunnel to the right that he's saying, okay, now we got to go this way. Yes. Faragus, you and I are going to walk 100, 200 feet down the central just to take a look, take a listen. Don't worry. We'll catch up with you slow people carrying the fucking expedition leader. Really going to go off alone. It's not much different. What's down here that, come on. He's got Fergus. He's not alone. A lot could be down here, Jay. If there's a cave-in and you get separated from us, that's going to be tough. Fergus can dig well, not through bloody rock. I'm sorry. I'm just not sure I trust this man much anymore. Anymore. Why don't you wait here? Two of you wait here or three of you wait here with, with Duncan. I go with Joe and Fergus. We go down 200 meters. We see what happens. We come back. Yeah, don't don't go too far. All right. Not too far. Not too far. Just want to feel out our options here. His mental map, we're trusting it in a sense that he doesn't remember a lot of things on his travel back to the center, back to the surface, but we trust his mental map right now. I, because he took multiple trips back and forth yes. through here. His trip back, he was semi-conscious through some of it. He had a lot of trauma. He said they came in and out multiple times. And yet none of his blood is on the way back. Well, he wasn't bleeding the first couple times he went in and out. The last time he was bleeding quite heavily from a shattered leg. Jal's right. We're going to be slow anyways. It doesn't hurt to look. We'll continue on and they can catch up. Okay. Or split the party. <laughs> I'm always careful. I know. Just be more careful. Yeah. So Jow probably laughs loud, loud enough at that to echo. Like he probably laughs loud enough at that to echo. It echoes throughout the cave, and um, something that you uh, something that you notice is you know the echo. Uh, sometimes echoes can get kind of distorted and stuff like that. Um, and you, you know, it, you laugh and it kind of laughs and echoes throughout the cave. And like, as it starts to fade, you swear to God, like the voice changes and the laugh. Jesus Christ. Um, that's something that only Jow picks up on. Ah. Split the party. I shiver, I shiver, and but I'm not, I, I'd rather trek down this path that he told us not to go down just because sure. I am a petulant little bitch. <laughs> and I'm just like, I have to watch my idiot child and make sure he doesn't die alone under All right. I'll take the opportunity to just check uh, Duncan's vitals again, check on his injuries, check on his bandages, see if they oh, need to be rechanged. I mean, the rest of us are still moving, but you can do that while Aoife and I are. 
Oh, no, I thought you guys were going to wait in like the chamber. I, I, I thought, to wait. Yeah. Oh, I thought we were still moving because we're super slow. That's what I said, but Dragomir probably knows better well, than I. But. Dragomir and Jao wander off down the middle cave. Do you guys continue moving or do you wait here? That is up to you three. I'd like to check on Duncan again more thoroughly anyway. So I'll say like, okay. if you don't mind, I'd like to check his bandages and everything. Ah, no, mm-hmm. go for it. Okay, I'm going to do a more thorough check. I'll like unwrap him, unstrap him, like check the bandages, see if he's bled through anywhere, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. Make sure we're not getting a any indications of like severe clotting and stuff that might be a real sure. problem, stuff like that. So you lay him down in this central room here. And, um, you know, as you're kind of dressing him or checking his wounds and his bandages and stuff like that, he starts to grind his teeth. Does that hurt? He's like, what? Oh, no. Uh, Charlie, you notice something else as Theo's kind of checking him out and stuff like that. Um, his hand is kind of off of the little makeshift stretcher that you've made, and his fingers are kind of just like almost like you would comb through somebody's hair, just gently stroking the red, um, the red moss that's on the ground. Uh, make me a medicine check, Amber. All right. Uh, Jao and Dragomir. You guys wander uh, probably, you said, about 200 paces down this uh, this corridor in the middle. Probably even a little further. But yeah, like we were saying like 200, you know, 100 meters. Uh, you know, I would, I would say like not so deep that if someone shouts, you know, we can still hear them if we need to. Yeah, like, not out of vocal yeah, Not out of your shot, right. Okay. I'm going to say this. You make it about 150 feet roughly. You're counting your paces um, down this um, tunnel. And there is a split. There are two additional tunnels that continue. Oh, this fucking guy. Uh, Jow, make me another mental resistance check. <laughs> sure, sure. Picking on the weak. Troy has chosen the one to drive Matt. Nope. Nope, yep, yep. <laughs> I deserve it, but same exact role in a left. Okay. This time you are surprised again, when you hear this voice in your head, and this time it, there's no doubt about it. It's not a voice you heard on the wind or something like that. There is something that is talking to you. You don't know if it's a person in the cave. You don't know if you're losing your mind, if it's maybe spirits and Carmine Chasm. You don't know what to believe, but um, it just says in your mind, it says, careful, don't wander too far down. You might not come back up. Once again, Josh shivers. Um, uh, and you do take a trauma point for this. Okay. Yep. First one. Yeah. Yay. I'm, uh, I'm almost trauma. I'm almost full on symptom now. Oh uh, yeah. Um. Here goes though. So yeah, I shiver. I like grab my head and like shake it for a second, and I look over at Dragomir. What? And this is pro- this is probably the closest that Dragomir and I have been on a lot of things here. Um, it's typically him and Aoife, and I look at him and I say, "The spirits here, they're they're communicating." I know Charlie heard it. Charlie heard it. I've heard things twice now. And I, and I like, I close my eyes and I'm trying to remember like word for word what they said. And I just try and repeat it to Dragomir. And I say like, careful, don't wander too far down. You may not come back. Oh, fuck me. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Fuck me. We, uh, I look, I look at um, Dragomir again and I say, this reminds me of some temple shit I don't understand. 
Right. Demorthin. I don't. I don't know. No, you just when they speak, we 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 listen. We don't. If this if this branches to the right, and he wanted us to go to the right, could they potentially meet up? They could, but they could go on for miles too. I, I, I hate to say it because I do not trust him, but I think that we have to listen to him. Because we are fucked and lost and under a mountain right now. Do not like this man. But Neither all right. Are. All right. He should he should have been dead on that mountain, and he's not. If for nothing else, we go back for Aoife. Right. All right. Uh, Fergus uh, licks your hand. Fergus notices there's some tension here, and he uh, he kind of walks up beside you, and he uh, he's been sniffing the ground and stuff, and he he licks your hand and wags his tail happily. Yeah, I was actually going to bring up Fergus again and say, um, "Boy, do you smell anything down either of these paths? I know you don't like the man back there, but no, you lead you lead him towards the entrance of the cave, and he's he's complacent. He doesn't respond in any way. So, okay. how has Fergus been around him as we've been kind of coming down here? Fergus has not been around him as we've been down here. <laughs> yeah, Fergus has been keeping to me and I've been keeping away from Duncan as well, but. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Amber, what did you get on your medicine roll? 16. Mm, okay, cool. So you start um, dressing his bandages and stuff like that. Uh, I'm going to say you notice uh, two things. So number one, um, you notice that the, the, the blood has basically clotted. It was mostly clotted anyways, even when he was outside. Um, but you notice a couple things. You notice the pallor, his skin condition has improved quite a bit. Mm-hmm. do one of these things where you take like an extremity, maybe a hand or something like that. And you, um, you yeah. pinch his finger and you look for capillary refill. Yep. And, uh, his capillary refill has improved pretty substantially. Um, not necessarily a humongous indication because he was in really freezing cold weather, like not moving. So his capillary refill is going to improve tremendously anyways, just being underground in the warmth. Um, but you notice that you also notice as you're dressing him and stuff like that, you see a new injury that you didn't spot the first time. And it's an injury that is right below his rib cage. And it looks like a sharp, clean, deep puncture. Does that look like a knife or a pickaxe to me? Um, looks more like a blade. Okay, that's the first time I'm actually gonna have some serious doubt here. <laughs> hmm. I will not say anything. I'll just dress it like I would any of his other wounds. I'm not saying anything yet. I'm going to talk to Duncan while I'm doing this too. I'm going to say, you know, uh, I think Joe's getting a little bit spooked down here. I don't think he's very used to environments like this, starting to play with his head a bit. Just talking to Duncan conversationally. Don't take anything he says too personally. He's just a little scared, I think. He says, as he should be. It's a scary place. Yeah. What, um, if you don't mind me asking, what exactly happened down there? What do you remember? And uh, he says, well, <clears throat> I had traveled down uh, to resupply Sarah Boss and Duncan, uh, I mean, Mason, um, and uh, made my way just as normal. I decided I would stick around for a little bit and tell him about the upside and how the weather's been and just kind of give him some company. He says, um, 
they were working with some equipment, some machinery down there. They were extracting flux from the plants, from the plant matter. And uh, Mason started calling for help. And we ran over there and the machine started smoking and, um, and, every, and everything kind of went dark. There was a loud bang. And the next thing I remember, I woke up and I was pinned beneath the rocks and the earth. Um, I heard Duncan calling from the other side of this large pile of rock. Oh, Mason. See him. Uh, sorry, I saw Mason. I heard Mason calling from the other side of this uh, collapse. Um, he said he couldn't get to me. He said he was pinned. And he told me that Sarabas was dead. Okay, so Mason said dead. You didn't, you didn't see him. I did not see him, no. Mason was confident in his assessment. And you don't, um, you don't remember Evelyn at all? He looks at you and he goes, hmm. he says, actually, I do, I do remember Evelyn. He's, I, he said, we were down there for quite some time. And I remember hearing a voice. It must have been Evelyn. There was no one else here. Um, Mason was calling out for help. I was kind of in and out of consciousness. I don't remember seeing her, but Mason said that she came this way and that she said she would be back to try to get help. What did the, uh, the voice you heard say? She was calling out to us. Evelyn? I believe so. It must have been her. I remember hearing fear in her voice. Did it seem like maybe the explosion happened? You were trapped out here and she came in after you? Yes. And discovered you all? Happened. I yeah. came down separate. Okay. Evelyn didn't venture in here very often. She didn't like being underground. You did not find her dead outside. No, we found blood that looked like somebody went over the cliff, but there was no body. Oh, yeah, I was just trying to clarify and remember. Even if we do get there and we do find people who are still alive on the other side, are we going to be able to get them out? Duncan looks at you and he... We know. won't know until we see the damage. Um, is there a chance that you received any tonic before coming down, before crawling up here? Did um, Is there a chance Evelyn maybe gave you some or anything? Do you know? He looks in, he says, I'm not sure. I I don't remember ever seeing her. So if she did make contact with us, I must have been unconscious. All right. Did your expedition have tonic with them? <laughs> I'm sure they did. The Giants folk usually carry that kind of stuff. Mason said he used to work at some sort of care facility. He didn't give me too many details. Yeah, he did. Um... All right, you you look you look pretty good. You're I think you're doing a bit better. <laughs> um at this point, uh Jao and um uh Dragomir. Dragomir, are you guys headed back to uh yeah, I would say it's fair yeah. enough to say we, we arrived back at that point. Yeah. yeah. Says fork in the road. Down the central one, yes, there's a path that leads left, a path that leads right. Hmm. Well, at least my mind's still sharp. Some of it. And he kind of smiles at you when he says that. Almost like a bitch I told you so kind of thing. Yeah, pretty far <laughs> on your mind. I am going to um, strap on my energy gauntlet. 
Oh yeah, let's get it. That, that, ni- that, ni- that knife wound made me a little nervous. Not to say anything. I'm just gonna like put that on now. <laughs> also, weapons out. Yeah. Also, is my torch out at this point? Yeah, your torch goes out. Sweet. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> got the fancy cool. giant's light. We're okay. You've I'm got gonna... two more torches as well. So yeah. I'm gonna. To I'm gonna light, take. Do you want to light a torch right now? Or? I have a couple torches too. I yeah, think. I'll carry another one. That's fine. I, 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 I'll, I'll give I you one of mine because I, I, I think as a group we had six torches, right? Yeah. yeah let's I use another so. torch. Uh, let's not use all of them though. Let's light a second nebula before we use all the torches, just in case we need fire for something. Yeah. Okay. So you're reserving one more torch because you ha- you should have two torches left. Like give me a little. Mm. Bit. You know, no, we should reserve two. Let's light another nebula. I'll. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's fine. I'll supply the mineral flux from Charlie's bag. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They're burning uh, at different times. One should go out several hours before the other at this point. Sure. That ghostly gray, pale blue hue illuminates down the uh, the red painted corridors. And I will disclaim to whoever I'm handing this nebula to again, like, try not to drop this, try not to bang it, try not to expose it to electricity or fire. It's not a torch. If you drop it on stone, it might not be okay. <laughs> Got it. To whoever is taking this. <laughs> I presume it's never. <laughs> I mean, I can carry it if oh, everybody yeah, else yeah. is carrying you other stuff, carry it, but yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if Theo would give it to me, to be honest. No, he, he, he will. Okay. Yeah, I'll carry it. He doesn't hate you. He thinks you're scared. <laughs> he thinks you're what a bitch. You think you're right. <laughs> little bitch. Concerned. <laughs> yeah. So you guys continue down the path that Duncan pointed out. And um, you make it another hour or so without any incident. It's pretty easy going. Um, he directs you, you know, to turn right when there's a split, turn left when there's another split. That's about it. Two, two, two bends in the roads that you've encountered going this way. Um, you guys keep walking and he says, fuck. He goes, well, I'm sorry to say this, but uh, Jow, it looks like it's your lucky day. I think y'all might have to leave me behind here for a little bit. Um, this alternative route to where the collapse happened, there's a little bit of a vertical scale. You've got to go down. You'll need climbing gear. I won't be able to go down with you. Oh, I'm sure we could find a way to throw you down there. <laughs> Joe. He kind of smiles at you. Gen- gently with His spirits are gently, returning gently, to good gently. form. Gently with I mean, the rope, of course. I mean, he's at least in better shape now. Yeah, he's and a, you've he, also, I feel a lot less bad about yeah. him dying unsupervised. You also a got hours. a chance to kind of redress him and, you know, yeah. care for him. And if anything, he's closer if we can get to him if he shouts out. He says, it's not too far. It's just down this hall here. Um, there should be uh, some equipment. We established a ways back some ropes uh, that are left there. I would imagine they're still there. I haven't touched them since, but it was just a contingency in case we needed another way back up or around. <clears throat> He's All right. Going to be fine here. You guys are only maybe 30 minutes away. From I'll work on getting him comfortable. Happened. <laughs> there any, move. Make sure he has Let's some water, move. some food. Are there any twists and turns we have to know about? He says, uh, once you get down below this area, there's going to be a small, uh, a small like narrow crevasse to the right. He says, you're going to want to go down there. There's a larger hallway that goes straight. He says, it leads to a dead end. 
you'll don't go that way. Take the right down there. It's a straight shot from there. Again, right into crevasse. It's a collapse, so I don't know. I haven't been down there since the collapse. Right. Okay. All right. I guess this is where we depart ways. He says, thank you for saving my life, and I hope that you can save Mason, should he be down there still. Me too. We'll be back. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you soon. very well. I'm going to kind of, uh, I'm going to work slowly getting him comfortable, hoping that everybody else will start to head down. And I'll be like, I'll be there in a minute. I want a moment alone with Mason, if I can engineer that. <laughs> sure. As long as everybody else is cool with it. Yeah. I, I, I like kid, hey, Jal, let's go get this shit and get yeah. this all I, I look at Duncan and I just go, don't go crawling back out there. He laughs at you and he says, no promises. It's actually what I'm afraid of. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the other four of you head, head down that hallway a little ways and give uh, Theo a moment alone with Duncan. Yeah, Char you're kind of, you're Charlie's gonna, Charlie just wants to take his hand and kind of give him a a last squeeze of kind of respect and um, like a nod of thanks and before she heads out, but she'll leave Theo there. Doing my last checks. <laughs> All right. Something when you grab his hand. So you grab his hand, uh, you know, in respect and tell him thank you for everything that you've done and stuff like that. And um, kind of as you're holding his hand, mm -hmm. uh, it's almost like you feel like he's checking your pulse a little bit. It's subtle. But like his finger is over, over your pulse and your wrist, and um, he looks at you, and his eyes are are very focused. The, those um, blood red um, veins in the whites of his eyes have kind of intensified a little bit, and it's a very it's a very gruesome image in the in the very dim light of the the gray um, nebular. And he says, "I wouldn't have made it without you." Well, we still have a ways to get there and back, so we'll see each other again soon. He says, I hope so. <laughs> Jow. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she'll just give his hand a squeeze and... Sure. Weird um, fellow. You, uh, oh, and he only had a... a probably three or four of his fingers on that one hand because you know ah gotcha yeah yep the old yeah. one yep um so the other four of you start heading down the hallway um theo you stay back and you're you're getting him comfortable maybe give him a little bit more water you're kind of uh bundling him up to make sure he stays warm and stuff and you lay him down in this little improv impromptu stretcher that you have and um when you do that when you place him on the earth you notice again or you didn't notice this the first time i guess but his arm kind of slides off the stretcher. And again, with the lichen on the ground, he just kind of starts like rubbing his hands through the lichen on the ground, almost like he's like combing through fur or hair. And um, you notice, uh, you know, he had been grinding his jaw quite a bit. And uh, when you look back up at his face or whatever, there's a little bit of blood that's dripping down his lip. And it looks like he maybe was chewing on his lip and it's bleeding. Okay, Mason. Couple things. Not Mason. <laughs> Duncan. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Duncan. Couple things. You with me? He's like, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. It looks having some like trouble, trouble concentrating. concentrating and focusing right now. Are you, Are you hearing anything? Feeling anything? 
he says it's uh it's very very hot and he kind of like does one of these with like his gear and you notice he's sweating a little bit okay i'm going to be very honest with you for a moment <laughs> two things one i think you've been exposed to a lot of the um unique plant matter in this place, the lichen, the ferns. I think you've probably had some blood-to-blood -blood contact with the fluids in the plants, and I think it's affecting you. He um, says you think they're toxic, maybe? I think the strange properties have been interesting to my giantists for a while. It's not exactly my field of study, but um, they do have some correlation with, um, like, mammalian life. I think they have some unknown ability to affect mammal biological systems. Um, I think mm. there's something going on with your eyes right now. Um, it's definitely affecting your, your blood flow in some way. Uh, you're presenting some, some nervous movements and gestures. Um, and you keep touching the plants. Um, well, this is the first time you've, this is the first time you've seen him do this. Uh, and I say you're, you're touching the plants right now. You're, you're cracking your knuckles a lot. Looks like you've bitten yourself. He kind of does one of these. He goes, he's like, oh, I guess I'm just anxious to be out of here. Is that what it feels like? Anxiety? Do you feel hungry? Do you feel anything else? You can feel his pulse. Um, his pulse is very quick. Um, he is sweating. There's more color to his skin. You would say this seems like a pretty typical response for somebody that's anxious. Okay. It's almost like a fight or flight reaction a little bit. There may be a chemical property to these plants. Uh, you may, while we are gone, want to eat them or put them on your wounds or something like that. Please don't do that. Even if you get the urge to do that, don't do that. <laughs> okay. You understand? He, uh, he looks at you and he says, you're the doctor. And he uh, smiles a little bit. And a little bit of the blood from his lip is just staining his otherwise kind of Fuck, white teeth. Okay. Forewarned is forearmed. Yes. <laughs> um, and uh, the other thing is, do you want to tell me how you were stabbed? He looks at you uh, for a moment, kind of taken, taken by surprise. And he says, um, hmm, give me one sec. He, wa he wasn't yeah. prepared for this. He, uh, and then, and then he, and then Duncan tries to kill me while I'm alone. <laughs> uh, he, great job, Theo. <laughs> he looks, he looks at you and he says, um, he says, stabbed. I, I was never stabbed. I, yes, you were in the ribs. He kind of like, looks looked like it was with a small torso or whatever. He looks down at like his torso or whatever. And he's like kind of like feels around and he feels for and he like winces a little bit when he touches one part of his torso and he like peels back the uh the cloth or whatever and he goes well, that's interesting and he's like well i can tell you i wasn't stabbed maybe it was some of the metal equipment that exploded i got hit with shrapnel or something it's possible but it looks an awful lot like a knife to me um if you were attacked while you were crawling you would have been on your stomach um Were any of the other people in the expedition acting strangely at any point? Was there an argument before the explosion? Anything 
that may have indicated that there were tension among the group or that they were not all themselves. He looks at you and he says, um, he says, not that I can remember, no. And I would like to make a relation check to see if at any point I feel he is lying to me or being deceptive or anything like that. <laughs> Fuck, man, natural one. <laughs> Total of seven. <laughs> so I am going to say this. So there are many different types of biases um, that exist as far as like for information. And um, you had a particular experience at the last, um, maybe like it was at a, a residency or somewhere where you were training. It was one of those outposts and uh, there was an accident and somebody, there was equipment that exploded and somebody did take a large shrapnel wound and it was a very clean piercing wound. And when he said that, you kind of latched onto that idea and you latched onto the credibility of that idea. And you're like, hmm, that checks out. That's probably actually a possibility. And then, and then you start thinking to yourself like, oh my God, was I just accusing this person of like being stabbed? Like, or like I was questioning him about his intentions, his motives and stuff like that. And you're like, you feel apologetic for how you were behaving. Okay. All right. After all a dying man. All right. Give him another check. Make sure he's all set and be like, okay, remember what I said about the plants. They could be dangerous. Please try to not mess with them. Stay put. He looks at you and he says, very well. He says, uh, be careful down there. Don't and, uh, the long way up. If you think you're going to go to sleep, I'm going to give him like a, a little strap of leather or something. Try to put this in your mouth. You're really, you're really biting on yourself when you're not paying attention. So if you're going to nap, put something in your mouth. All right. Okay. All right. We'll be back. Stay put. Thank you, Theo. You're welcome. You've, you've done really good. I'll give him a pat on the shoulder and I will head off. <laughs> As you start to, uh, <laughs> Theo hands him a ball gag. Sorry, this is all I have. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. Fuck that time stamp. Okay. Yeah. The oh, yeah, secret life see, of the more. starving grad student. <laughs> um, as you are, uh, you know, walking down to catch up with the rest of the crew, the rest of the crew has had a moment to kind of look over everything. It's very rudimentary. There is a rope that has been tied very securely uh, to a large uh, stalagmite, um, and it basically just descends straight down, um, down to the floor. It's probably, you estimate, you look over, it's probably 40 feet, maybe. Hmm. All right. We're good. We um, we got Ooh. Fergus across the way. How are we getting Fergus? Are, are we just gonna do a pulley system with the dog? Yeah, we'll do. Yeah. I'll do a terror seat okay. again for him. Terror seat. The old terror seat. The old terror seat. Poor dog. You do have more rope too. I mean, yeah, yeah we have rope of our own also. So yeah, yeah, I have yeah. a ton of rope, so I could always just make a harness for him on like my back or something. Yeah, make yeah. a craft check, bud. Or somebody make a craft check. Just mummify this dog to Jow. Okay. <laughs> well, while he's doing that, Evil will kind of turn to Theo just, he uh, did all right? Um, 
I'm going to make sure Jow's kind of busy with this because I don't want to further stoke Jow's paranoia with any of this information. Yeah, I'm yeah, just paying attention this. to Fergus right now. I will yeah. say, you know, in low tones, trying to make sure that Jow is not hearing too much here. He's, his initial injuries, I'm not too concerned about right now, but um, I think he may have had some contact with the plants and they're affecting him a little bit. I'm a little bit concerned with that. In the background, you hear, Fergus, stop eating the lichen. <laughs> fucking dog (laughs) he's uh he's exhibiting some odd neurological symptoms that i don't really think are associated with his initial injuries and uh we saw that he crawled through a lot of the lichen and moss and i don't know what that could be doing to him you think like a uh, a hallucinogenic or something i know like (laughs) some mushrooms can do that (laughs) it could be there are also there are also stranger things in this world too. So, <laughs> all right. Sorry, I forgot I was muted. Uh, well, I got one moment, guys. You're good. What did you get on your check, Rainy? I got a nine on my craft check. Mm. I will say this. So you go ahead and you make a harness and. Per usual, uh, Dragomir thinks that you're pretty much incompetent at everything. So he comes by to look at it, and he is fairly certain that it is not going to do the trick. You're not wrong. You're sloppy. You see these knots. These knots, you are sloppy. <laughs> what you are floppy knots, boy. Floppy knots. <laughs> floppy knots. Floppy knots. If only somebody had really good travel. Man. Uh, I oh, have I have good travel. travel. I do. Yeah, I have I have seven, man. I can yo listen. Let me show you how to do this. I care Perfect. About Doggo. Perfect. Okay. Yes, this is good. Go, good. I'm sorry. Natural I know you have a higher travel. I rolled a 17, from... baby. A nat 10. Nat 10. Nice. Heck yeah. Shit, dude. Oh yeah. I actually, you know what's really funny? So what he does is you notice he does like maybe like one or two other knots, and then he literally just like pu- like pulls it inside out and he's like here, this is much better. And you're like, what the fuck? You didn't do like anything, but it's like way better somehow. <laughs> awesome. The old parish seat. The, the old parish seat. The old parish seat, baby. Parish people know they're nuts. I mean, he did use those to carry both of us on his back at once when we were really little. So like, I'd trust the man with that. <laughs> so similarly with the back carrying thing, uh, who is carrying your dog? Because your dog is heavy as fuck and it's going to be a feat. <laughs> down this this is dead yeah give me the boy fergus uh, loves me Aoife, i will i go. will go down first to make sure that uh if anything comes to get you while you're climbing i kill it thanks <laughs> he, he was like That's in the back out. of his mind like i wonder if i can get in one of those harnesses and they can carry me down <laughs> like <laughs> Aoife, can you carry me in your big strong arm <laughs> yeah. he's like i want to get in on that this is this is Bo and yasha early critical role season two how much for your arms uh but yeah Aoife will volunteer to have the dog strapped to her back Okay, so Jow, I mean, not Jow, Dragomir, you're going down first, you said? Yeah, I'll go down first, yeah. Okay, uh, go ahead and make me a feats check. Okay. Uh, that is a 16. Yeah, you hand nice. over hand, you do the thing where you offset your feet on the bottom one, and you just slide down quickly. All 40 feet. Good to yeah, go. And, and once I'm down there, I will, you know, just like draw the sword, get the armor, get the shield ready, and just keep an eye out for trouble while other people come down. You do when I do want to point out when you get to the bottom, you do notice exactly what um 
uh, Duncan had described to you. So there is a large room off in front or a large opening off in front of you. And then mm -hmm. there's a small crack that's kind of off to the right. Okay. All right, who's next? I can go uh, so I can be down there with Trenegomir so I can potentially catch Fergus if anything goes wrong. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you get hit with a 140 pound dog at 50 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> There's the no way better way to go out than that. To Come die. on. <laughs> listen, listen. Yeah, right. But hey, if as, long, lives, as long as Fergus lives. <laughs> go ahead and make me a feats check. Yeah, Troy, you realize like these. you you can't kill Fergus or we're gonna lose all of our viewers. Yeah. Watch Fergus be the like, <laughs> I know the as long as we don't kill the dog. <laughs> Natty 10. That means uh, one of us has to live long enough to get for him a 14. this thing, though. <laughs> so he died right after we hoist him back up. So you do, um, you actually watched how uh, Dragomir went down and uh, you uh, you kind of do just like he does. And Dragomir, you have a moment where your ice cold heart just melts just a little bit. You're like- I don't dislike You're Joe. like, that's my boy, but you would never ever tell him. <laughs> you can do better, that's all. <laughs> that's yeah. a Latin song, proud of your boy. <laughs> <laughs> when he gets down, yeah. I'll just be like, I'll just give him like the nod, like. Hmm. <laughs> just the nod. Just the nod. I like it. You do get down just fine. Uh, you see similarly what um, what uh, I told you. Um, and we're supposed to go into that tiny little uh, crack, right? That crevice. That is where he told you that you would go, yes. Yeah, this is This is where the one says we go. Are you going to check it out? No, not until someone else is down here. I'll hang out with uh, Dragomir until at least Aoife and Farragut are down here. Okay. Yeah, Aoife's probably next then. Yeah. Really? I definitely don't want to be last. Okay, Theo. <laughs> yeah, let, let Theo just go last so we can all be there to try and catch him. Yeah, that is true. Both of you have horrible feats, so. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so Aoife and then uh, Theo, then Charlie, I guess. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah, I think your feats are actually worse than mine, right, Charlie? Maybe, Somehow. probably. You set the, uh, the right girl down with your dog. That's a 16. I rolled a nine. Nice. Solid. Yeah, you just, uh, you, it, it's hard. It's definitely hard. And when you get to the bottom, your legs, you've like burned a hole in like the like leg of your pants from the rope rubbing against it. Yeah. And your hands are definitely like torn up a bit and blistered. Uh, and your arms are fucking tired. Like oh. she, she like 200 fucking pounds down that rope. Like mm. you did it. So Holy crap. Jow just got to nod. But when Ethan gets down. <laughs> Dragomir's like, are you okay? Oh my god, look at your hands. You you did very da, good. You're da, a strong girl. Da, I, I'm fine. Just untie Fergus the from the back. Right, right. We get him off. This is now. See, yeah. This is what you do with knot. Now look at how good this knot is. And I just go, and it just like unties <laughs> right away. Right, right. Yeah. I felt good for all of like three seconds. And then Jow's just back to being like, motherfucker. <laughs> even mean to be like shoving him up all the time well and the best part is he's not even mad at Aoife like he looks he goes thanks sis you know what I mean but like he looks at, ja at Dragomir and he's just like oh, one day one day <laughs> hey the things I do for that dog uh who is next Charlie the map oh fuck all right Charlie uh before you roll by the way hmm. just in case worst case scenario the way I'm gonna do this is you can always spend a survival point to re-roll a roll. Did not die. <laughs> Excellent. And, and you will have to take the subsequent roll, even if it's lower, okay? Mm -hmm. 
in the event of falling, I'm going to kind of improv a rule here where somebody at the bottom can make a check, uh, a feats check to try to catch you. Um, doing so will effectively like split any sort of injury penalties. Equal and opposite reaction. Ah, just break your arms. <laughs> Amazing. So uh, go ahead, Charlie. Give me a roll. Does my agile apply? Yes. I'll okay. give that to you for sure. Nice. All right. Okay. Not not bad. Nine. Nine. Nine total, huh? Yep. Mm. Mm. I think I'm gonna need a I'm gonna need you to spend a survival point on that. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh no, and nine didn't do it. I'm fucked. Yikes. Okay. What'd you roll, Jess? I rolled a six. Oh, that'll do it. Oh. See if you can roll an eight or more. <laughs> I rolled a nat one. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. Okay. All right. So here's she falls at the very fucking top. I've actually got kind of a bum arm. Uh, that's like one of my injuries. That's like my, uh, that's my, what did I roll? My setback was like a wound on my arm. Oh, yeah. So what happens is you get over the top and you start to climb down. And um, as you're climbing, you feel a tear in your shoulder and that oh arm. You put a little too much weight on it. You feel a tear and then you yell out in pain and you start screaming as you're just holding onto the rope and you're screaming below like, guys, I'm, I'm falling. I can't hold on. I'm falling. And everybody below you is hearing this. As Freaking out. Can I, can I try and catch her? Yeah. Go ahead and make a feats check. Um <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Uh, middle of the road, I got a 12. Okay, so what happens is, is you're screaming and you're holding on and the adrenaline kicks in and your arm like next to you, like it's it's holding onto the rope, but it's not doing anything. Like you don't have much use in this arm at uh. the moment. And um, you're, scre- you're screaming. Like imagine being 30 feet in the air and screaming that you can't hold onto a rope and you're going to fall. It'd be fucking terrifying. Mm-hmm. You start to slip and you hold on for as long as you can and you fall. You let go of the rope and you ah! and um Aoife hears you screaming from down below and she kind of runs over and she tries to catch you and you collide with Aoife at a pretty pretty uh fast oh my god now I have two people with broken bones (laughs) and I'm gonna have uh let's see I'm I'm gonna have each of you take 1d10 damage oh no that could be real bad okay not the worst oh I roll for it I roll for it yeah, go ahead. Just like 10. <laughs> I rolled a seven. Does armor do anything to... I'm going to say against this specific okay. no, because it re- realistically having armor on wouldn't help you if you fell 30 feet. Like, fair okay. point, fair but, point. I'm just trying to help. So... Yeah, no, 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 I got you. But normally, yes. Um, so Aoife, you take three points of damage and uh, Charlie, you take seven. Um, uh, Aoife does... She does actually catch you, but like you smash her into the earth, like, and then you fall and you fall on your arm, the same arm that you just hurt. Like it takes the brunt of the weight and you hear a crack as your shoulder collides with the earth. Um, Mechanically, Troy, can I just clarify? So that ticks off the first three under good? Yes. And just, you just hear fuck uh, echo from up top. <laughs> Where does stamina come into it? Just from a mechanical standpoint. Stamina is usually test of endurance, healing, poison, things like gotcha. that. Gotcha. Okay. Just wanted to know if that was related. 
in this in this very tense moment where everybody's heart drops a little bit as you see Charlie fall probably 30 feet from this rope, um, all of you get that that blood rushing, that heart pounding, and that sound of that pounding is just, it's just so loud in your head right now. Uh, <laughs> Carly, your arm fucking, you're pretty sure you broke your arm. Like it, it hurts real bad. But I'm, I'm alive. Charlie, Aoife, are you okay? Are you conscious? Uh, I'm fine. Um, Charlie's just screaming. Uh, I guess she's conscious. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the the pounding in our uh, ears do we seem to sense that like everyone else is having the same sensation uh, uh, obviously we're probably distracted by charlie yeah i would say uh yeah because of that no but also if you didn't communicate something like that it'd be impossible to tell but you all have that sensation right now so drago sees that he's got the pump in he just pulls like drops his his weapons pulls his quaff off and just is like doing that while he runs over because his girl's like and I'm checking on Fergus. Yeah. I think can I, probably can I, runs over. Can I flip someone the bird on Twitch or is that against terms of service? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was going on? I was going to flip Rainy off, but I don't oh, want okay, to get okay. banned. I, I, I wanted to know if he, he had a pumping in his ears that was making him uncomfortable. <laughs> are you slightly uncomfortable? My sister got squashed, but you might be uncomfortable. Eva, are you okay? I've had Jai fall on me. You're fine. Are you okay? I feel like that's actually wicked true. Jao has fallen on you 30 fucking times easily. Which is why which is why I was like, she's fine. And then I'm like, oh Charlie though. Oh, oh gosh. Oh, careful. All right, you Charlie, do not don't move until uh till Theo gets down here. God, I think I broke my arm. Mm. All right. Eva, I think you saved my life. Charlie just fell. I'm definitely saved my life. Okay. And Theo, we've got a broken arm down here. Yep. I'm on it. I'm coming. Give me a minute. (laughs) Go slow, buddy. I need to not do that. So I um I should have tied him. I should have tied him to a seat. Yeah, I'm doing my own kind of. I'm gonna take a length of rope because I have plenty of rope too. I'm gonna um like loop it through the straps in my backpack in the front, tie it off there, and then I'm gonna tie it to the rope itself so it can slide but has friction in theory i will fall slower if that if i do fall and i would slowly climb down and like slide the knot and climb down and slide the knot it's hemp rope it has friction it can't hurt i don't know <laughs> so explain to me how you're doing that again so you're you're tying you're tying an additional rope yep i cut a decent I length of rope i'm gonna tie one end like double triple quadruple knot across the two straps in my backpack so my backpack is not like a harness basically and then the other end of the rope i'm gonna tie to the the 40 foot rope um just like that the knot can like slide on it but it has some friction in theory oh, sure. will slow yeah. my fall if i yeah, fall for sure that's what i'm hoping that yeah. is the best i can come up with and then i'm going to climb down slowly like fighting with this knot the whole time swearing fucking <laughs> look I'm at say, this you still have your, boy you still have your lightning gauntlet on which is really cool like yep gripping with like a mechanic oh yeah too bad it's not like a fucking exoskeleton that's just like super powerful right (laughs) i'm like i gotta make that sometime (laughs) uh and i will attempt to climb down with my jerry-rigged slower descent (laughs) device weeks later theo invents like gauntlets of power (laughs) i'm gonna re-roll that it's a natural one okay spend (laughs) spend a survival point yep you're rolling nothing but one Natural 10. <laughs> That's true. That's like our third I know, one I rolled session. three natural ones so far, guys. This is a great session. So, 
what for a total of 13 happens. you got a 13 total yeah so this is what happens you start to uh climb down and you've got your little jerry-rigged device or whatever and not you're maybe 10 feet down or so when you start when you hear something from up above you you hear somebody humming you hear somebody humming a familiar tune oh god one that you have heard many times before from Mason. And you hear the sound of something ever so slightly from up above. And when you hear that, your initial thoughts are probably, oh fuck. You start to hear um, the humming stop and you hear laughter coming from up above and you start climbing very quickly down the rope. And when you're about, I don't know, 10, 12 feet up above the ground, the rope snaps. And fall the last 10 feet or so to the ground uh, and take two points of damage. Ah! <laughs> and the roughly 40, 50 foot length of rope slides down after you. And you hear some laughter coming from up above you. Do we all hear this or does just Theo hear it? Oh no, you all hear. <laughs> and then you hear from up above, they will feast on your bones. You motherfucker. I'm not gonna say I told you. I'm just gonna look right at Theo. I told you, I told you this. My son, he told you. Your son is paranoid. Just because he was right doesn't mean he's not I paranoid. Right. Okay. Uh, Everyone make Duncan. a perception check. Here's good reason. Nine. Natural one. If we oh, need to crap. do a charity oh, where man. somebody gives us 20 bucks to a charity every time we're rolling that one, I'm going to keep You're us making in money. business. <laughs> eight. I rolled an eight. Perception. I got a 14. Uh, I got a 12, nope, 11 minus one, so 10. Oh, another thing. Injury penalties apply to everything. So in your health box, if you ever go into okay or bad or critical, you get a subsequent minus one, minus two, or minus three to every single roll that you make. Yeah, so I have a minus one right now for my broken arm. So I got a 10. Okay. Um. So... Theo, you don't hear or see anything. Uh, I'm assuming it's because you were going to call up above to Duncan for something. Yeah, I'm yelling. I'm like, Duncan, Duncan, come back. <laughs> I'm trying to reason with him. I'm like, Duncan. Come back. I'm cutting your head off. So Rainy, you, yes. you hear a couple of things. First of all, uh, Fergus starts barking from up above and growling. And then... Um, from up above? Isn't he already down? Yeah, he's with us. Uh, he starts barking... Oh, towards up, yeah, yeah. yeah, and starts growling, and then he, um, and then he stops, and he turns, and he looks towards the, um, the large like chamber area, uh, up above you, or not up above you, but straight behind you, and um, he starts uh barking and like and like backing up towards you, like he's afraid. Oh, think you hear the faint sound of somebody calling out it's not discernible what it is that they're saying it's very faint but it's coming from somewhere in the distance uh i believe jow has a bow and he's gonna take it out and start stringing it up 
Duncan, does, Duncan, does Duncan Drago you're not Mir- yourself Drago- right now. You need to come back and drop us a does, line. Does Drago Mir notice that the dog is for flicking out? Oh, yeah. I, I'm going to, I drop my sword and my shield. I'm going to grab them and pick them up and get my quaff up again. Okay. And just put my back like to the, to the cliff, basically. Eel, you need to stop shell. You need to stop yelling. You just broke your arm. Anything here? No, I'm calling everything. Everything down here is hearing us now. Okay. Yeah. And things down here are not good. Who's the paranoid one now? Relax. Right. We have bigger problems right now. Duncan. One of the nebulars starts to flicker out. Oh, fuck me. Sorry, right. the other one has plenty of fuel. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the the forgive me the, the cliff above us was there anything up there was it just like just like flat and then just straight down was there anything yeah it was basically it was it wasn't a more than vertical angle like before it was about just a vertical angle so you could use it for footholds like you could like put your feet on the wall as you were climbing down okay um, but it will be a difficult climb back up without a rope for sure if someone say has a pickaxe like me would that make it easier Yes. I was going to okay. say, we have a climbing Ethan has too, right? Or did we leave that with Duncan? We didn't we left that with Duncan. What did we have? What was it? I Amber? wanted to take it. Ha- Duncan yeah, had I a was. climbing. I wanted Duncan to take it. Duncan had a climber's kit. Um, and you guys were like, don't be a dick. And I'm like, yep. his leg shattered. Aoife has her grappling hook. So, Oh, we still have one grappling hook. Excellent. Yes. Aoife's got her still. Oh, it's yeah, not one of the fell into the castle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Drago Mir. No, 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 the, no, no. The thing fell into tra- chasm. Yeah, you have two it. grappling hooks. Yeah, yeah. There's also, I, I okay, the, okay, there's also like the, a shit ton of totally rubble down here somewhere. Oh, we could right. stack rubble in theory if we need to. Stack like rubble forty feet high. Stack. Not more. Feet, more importantly, part of the way to get while everybody's looking at the while everybody's looking at the cliff, trying to figure oh, out can gotcha. we get back up here? I've just got my bow strung and pointed right at that big chamber. And I'm I'm just like got my I've got my sword and shield up, and I just kind of backed up, kind of next to Jow. Just back to the wall. Charlie's laying on the ground and just looking up flat. Oh, fuck, yeah. Like, Charlie's arm is broken. Totally reasonable, uh, yeah. When Duncan is, Duncan's not answering me, is he? Nope. I'll yell fuck, and then I will go check on Charlie. Ava. <laughs> yeah. There's something, the dog is not happy. There's something down there. Just be, be ready. Yeah. Theo, you can't tell me this is the first time you've been burned. Welcome to the real world, kid. Yes, really. I've been burned. Now you've been burned big time. <laughs> now you've really been burned. You want some ice for the burn? Yeah. Nothing's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on fire. What are you talking about? <laughs> she Just says you're ready to kill something, Ifa. Hopefully we can kill it. But then I say, ooh, fire's a good idea. And then I pull out like a torch. Like I just like toss a torch to someone back there. I'm like, Charlie? And I just throw it, like hold it. She, she has one arm. I'm working here, I'm working here. Well, with her other arm, like if somebody can light it, she can just hold it, you know? Okay, I need I'll to see Make yourself useful. I'll take the torch. Person. Yeah. Okay, so um, I'm fired up. Well, I can do it now. Yes. Uh, as you are kind of like, uh, you know, back back to the wall or whatever, you want. Mm-hmm. Un- you step in something. It like makes a weird, sickening, like squishy noise beneath your feet. And uh, you look down and it looks like you just stepped in shit. Some sort of like guano, maybe like bat guano or something. Call the shit poop. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And like 
you look around and all of a sudden you notice that like, oh, hey, there's some over there and there's some over there and there's kind of a lot of shit down here. Shit. No, seriously, shit. Like a lot of shit. Look at the shit. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, that's that's good, right? Things don't usually like eat where they poop. No, things, things eat when they shit. They shit when they eat. So something that's, a good, that's good varical knowledge. Though. Yeah, right? That's yeah. good varical knowledge, right? Things don't, don't eat where they poop. Don't shit where you eat. It's good. <laughs> That uh, that calling out for uh, that calling out that you heard, um, everybody down here, um, you now hear the sound of someone yelling, someone yelling out. Uh, does it sound like Mason? Can I tell? Hard to tell. It might be Mason. Could be Mason, but could also be. Is it, so we hear something coming further down from the little area with like the little crack area. Yeah. Okay, which is where he told us to go, which is probably where we should not go. Unless he's doing like the double secret probation thing. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. should go because he's trying to trying to, to psych us out. Can so here's I my... see... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, can I see how large this poop is? Can I, can I see? Can I judge the nature of the size <laughs> of this creature? Yeah, for sure. Check the poop. Yeah. For sure. Don't lie, that's part of my like real job. It's like, oh, look, poop. Let's identify it. Oh, there we go. So it's I'm going to attempt to administer first aid to Charlie as soon as she's done looking at this poop. <laughs> it's probably, uh, it's a little smaller than uh, Fergus poop. Uh, so, okay. uh, but uh, it's definitely bat, bat shit. Um, That's a big oh. ass bat. You've never, seen, you've never seen a bat shit this big. Okay. Okay. Bat. Yeah. Bat. Um, All right. So it flies. Okay. While this is happening, Aoife's going to um, tie a grappling hook to some rope and see if she can hook up. Presuming that people are out of the way oh, of Eva, Eva, not yet. If Duncan's yeah. up there, yeah, throw it down or cut the rope. Don't do it yet. He'll cut, he'll cut the rope again. Or cut while you're climbing. Then keep the hook. But we'll get up there and I will cut his head off and make a cup out of his skull when I'm done with this. Oh, yeah, that's the plan. Sister, right. sister. What? All right, protect. Charlie. I need you to let go of your arm. Yeah, protect, protect these two. And I point to Theo and Charlie, and I say, with with father, and I'm going to check the crack. By yourself? Listen, we need to make sure that we're not going to be ambushed from one way or the other. Fine. Javed, be very, very careful. Oh, always, Father. Right. Yell if you need us. Yeah, the same face I made to Aoife earlier. Aoife's <laughs> making to me now. It's perfect. <laughs> okay, so... Telepathy. I'm I'm trying to be mindful of time here as well because we uh, we've got about one hour left if we do a three hour session. So um, I'll try to uh, I'll try to expedite it a little bit. Um, First aid. We uh, so Zhao, you head down the small like little crack area mm-hmm. and go down uh, just a little ways, not too far. And um, that crying out uh, is very clearly a cry for help. Um, you hear what sounds like a man's voice and he's crying for help. Uh, As I get closer, I want to, how dark is it if I don't bring a torch? Impossible to see. Okay. That sucks. Um, (laughs) That sucks. Well, because I have like the only skill or what do they call them? The only discipline domain I have a discipline in is stealth and I have furtiveness. And I was thinking (laughs) I could very quietly go there to see if like, you know, this is a trap. But if I can't see, and if I have to bring a torch, I'm not exactly going to be stealthy. 
That's true. So, and I'm not going to walk in there blind because who knows what kind of pitfalls or stupid shit there is. So, all right. Um, I've got one of the two remaining, or actually I gave the torch to Charlie. So what kind of light would I've been given one of the a nebular maybe i think you i think you do have the other nebular you were holding on to a nebular right oh that's true i did i did yeah. have the nebular that's true okay so i have the you nebular have like the front, you have the one and, um, that's actually still glowing yeah and i'm okay so the other crew has just the one torch right now yep okay. yeah have, i don't no, think we we didn't light it though we have a, a nebular unlit strap to each we have a lit torch and yeah your lights oh, no. okay perfect no this works great so um, so Zhao, you start running off uh, with the nebular into the, yep. into the tunnel and you're, you're trying to be as quiet as possible. But again, you notice the, the folly in your stealth is that you're the only fucking light source down here. So you carry on a little ways and um, you see what looks like recently collapsed debris and tunnel yep. and um, coming from behind a large pile of rubble. Um, you hear the yelling out for help. Uh, so is this somebody help? Is, Help, this, is somebody there? Is this impassable rubble? Like full on collapse? So it um it is not impassable. So there is a portion of the rubble at the top where you can see through to the other side. Sure. You'd have to claw and dig it out a bit though. All right, yeah. Uh, well before yeah, as I, I, I begin climbing up it and I say like state your name. You talk with kind of a familiar, uh, or actually, before you say that, mm-hmm. does uh, your footsteps kind of echo down the hallway? The mm-hmm. person stops calling out for help, and he says, "Duncan, fuck that he's man. Afraid, he's afraid of him. Absolutely not. Uh, here to rescue some other folk. I want to make sure you're one of them." He goes, "Oh God, oh God, please, please help me." He's like, "I'm, I'm trapped behind here. I'm stuck. My name's Mason." He's like, do you have, is Evelyn with you? Is the, is the magiantist with you? Oh God. Oh God, oh God, oh God. He's like, he's like, no, Evelyn's not here. Fuck. The other one, the, the fancy one. Sarah Bus. Sarah Bus. He, yeah, I would know that name. He ignores <laughs> you when you say Sarah Bus. He says, it's like Evelyn, 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 Evelyn. He's like, He's like, is is Evelyn with you? No, we've been looking for everybody. The only one we found was Duncan. He looks at you and he's like, God. And he and he says, Hurry, you need to get me out of here. He's like, it's it's not safe down here. Duncan is not, he's not himself. I fucking knew it. And I go, I'll be right back. My sister's stronger than me. <laughs> As as this as this interaction is happening, what happens in the other room is you see Zhao with his light source and he says, I'll be right back. He starts running down into this cavern and the light starts to fade. And you guys are stuck there for a brief moment in total darkness. And um, Fergus, uh, his growling, his barking and stuff. Um, or is Fergus with you or is he back in the other? Wait, wait, we're not in total darkness. We have one lit torch. If that torch was not lit, we definitely light it before he leaves. Yeah. That'd be okay. a terrible idea. Yeah, I threw the torch to Charlie in, in you know, the hopes that she okay. would hold a light source for Theo to work by and also, you know, surrounding the... Sure. And But also, uh, Fergus would have come with me. Okay, Fergus went with you. Wait. For climactic effects, then. 
as the light source leaves and you are currently lighting the torch as it is fading, um, right as the torch comes to life and flares, you see in the large uh, opening off to the front of you, you see um, this set of red glowing eyes open from up on yes. towards the ceiling somewhere. And then there's another set and another set. And no. Uh, coming coming from clarify uh, above us or from the cavern the large cavern that's uh, ahead of you the one that duncan said not to go in okay uh ifa just fucking pulls out her battle axe and right as you pull out your battle axe you just hear this like unnerving screech coming from down that way and um <laughs> <laughs> and um, these large, dark, like shadowy figures descend from the ceiling and start flying out towards you at like a rapid pace. And everybody else make a uh, make a speed check. So everyone roll a d10 and then add your uh, speed modifier. I rolled another one, guys. Oh my yes. gosh. God. Wow. Jow's going to come back. You. Yeah, Theo is rough. So I also rolled a one, but I do also I... rolled a one. I'm like that person where you're like, what yeah, sure, this is your fourth. So I did not roll a one. <laughs> I I rolled a thirteen. Holy shit, guys! Thank God for the old man. Okay, so everyone, give me, everyone, give me your speed <laughs> check, your your total number with penalties to your health and everything like that. So, Jess, what did you get? I got a six. Okay. No, um, is this this the roll or is this the this the actual stat? This is wait, a roll wait. plus your speed skill. So okay. this is oh, yeah, what, I got a thirteen. Okay. We don't, we didn't do our. We're doing our position after this. After this, yes. Okay. Just uh, because we, it would affect my speed. Eva. Uh, total of ten. Total of ten. Yep. Okay. You want me to wait to uh, roll? What did you get? Um. Uh, fucking Theo. Theo. Total of six. <laughs> okay. I'll, am I waiting to roll? Yep, you're gonna wait. Okay. And then, um, what did you get, Drago? Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. Uh, Drago Mir, you are the first to act as these large figures swoop down from the ceiling and descend upon you with with brilliant speed. Oof, that's not cool. Uh, are they within like sword and distance? Can I uh, slice one? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll say, uh, I will say they descend upon you right as you kind of like draw your sword and you are ready. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the standard. Them, you get a closer look at them, and they basically look like very large um, bats, but their like deep red eyes betray their fiendish nature. Yeesh. Okay. Uh, so I, um, I'm going to do the standard attitude. I know so. these foes from our Gen Con. <laughs> Yeet! <laughs> uh, anyone else taking any other attitudes? Uh, so the way it should work is the person with the lowest speed decides first what attitude they're taking and that reflects their inability to react to a change in somebody else. Like if you decided to go quick, um, you would be the last one to make that decision um, gotcha. because you had the highest role. So you could adapt to the way everyone else is moving. Understand. Okay. So uh, Jess, why don't you start us off? Oh, okay. I am taking the defensive position. Okay. okay. 
So that will give you a plus two to your defense and a minus two to your attack. Mm-hmm. Theo? I'm also taking defensive. Okay. Uh, Aoife? Offensive. Heck yeah. I got to protect these people. Plus yep, two to your, uh, good here. Plus two to your uh, attack and minus two to your defense. And, yep. and uh, Dragomir? I'm just going to do standard. Because yeah. it's not much of a difference for me anyway. The potential is only a one, so. Right. Oh, yeah. right. Sounds good. Yeah. All right, Drago, uh, you are up. I'm going to slice this fucker. Okay, make an attack roll. All right. Natural 10, that is a 21. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Awesome. I do one thing well. Fuck you. So, here is what happens. You, uh, you pull out your large saber as these things descend down upon you. And you just like cleave it with like all of your might, just as it's swooping down, you intercept it with your, with your sword and a couple of them like scatter and move out of the way. And you literally just cleave this thing in half, like down. It's like pretty, pretty large size, but it's probably like three foot bat. Like it's a big Holy bat. Fuck. And it's Conan this thing right thing. in half. And just this like spray of just blood and guts and stuff just covers you as you just slice it right down. Oh my God. <laughs> And it's dead as fuck. <laughs> uh, who is holding the torch? Uh, Charlie is. Okay. Um, the the remaining three bats uh, start to attack the rest of you. Give me one what? second here. All right, Dragomir, what is your defense? Oh, my defense is a 10. Okay. So, and what is your protection? Uh, four. Damn. Okay. Uh, give me one sec. I want, I got to get this right. So, okay. So, uh, you cleave one of the bats open. And as you do that, uh, from like behind you, another one, it like, just like bites, bites down on you hard on the back of your like neck. It gets right through your cowl, your chainmail cowl. <laughs> And its fangs just sink into the back of your neck and it just rips away as it like <coughs> past you and you take four points of damage. Four points of rabies. Yeah. Four points of rabies. Oh man. White nose fungus. Oh no. Aoife. Yeah. What is your defense? 11. Okay. Uh, one swoops down at you and uh, you are able to. Uh, is that with your minus two penalty? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, oh, from the back. From the- uh, so nine, I'm sorry. Um, but I have a shielded armor. I don't know if that affects yep. anything. Yeah, what's your protection? Is it three or four? Uh, I have to double check. It's uh, three. She's got a stud leather tunic and an OSAG shield. Okay. So uh, this bat comes down and it uh, kind of like collides down uh, like towards you and it hits hits your shield. And it's like weird clawed hands come over the top of the shield and it's trying to like bite at you and you're like keeping it at bay with your shield and it's like on your shield right now. Uh, and it, you. Um, Gross. And we're going to spread the love. She's strong. She's strong. Theo, what's your, uh, what's your defense? 15 right now. 15. Wow. He's wily. What you do is uh, this thing, um, it swats, it like dives down at you and you just like hit the deck and it just, it's clawed talons like close in and where you were a second ago, you're not there anymore. And it just swoops up back upwards towards the ceiling. Um, At this point, uh, 
Jao, uh, you hear uh, you hear Dragomir screaming. But it's like covered in gun scream. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes. I was I was gonna come back to let them know Backcraft. that I found Mason. I feel like when Jao comes back, have you guys seen the the gif of yes. from Community? Where Donald Glover comes back with the pizza fire. and the whole apartment's on fire. Yeah, Jawa just walks in. And he's like, <laughs> but I did, I did. But like, not that out. surprised. <laughs> no, not even remotely. Um, do you want me to surprised. roll anything? Or? Yeah, roll, roll a speed check. He's just okay. disappointed. <gasps> Fourteen. Nice. Okay, and so he just you will act, be, you will act after Mason. everybody else, but before Drago this next round. So you're Perfect. first up next on the initiative. Uh, and what type of attitude would you like to adopt? Um, am I reading this correctly that uh, Quick would give me a plus three to my attack? No. 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 Plus three to initiative. Plus three to your speed and minus three to your attack. Yeah, and for some reason I have your something. defense, I think. Yeah, defense. Minus three to okay. your defense. So I'm going to go... As dumb as this is for Joe, um, I'm gonna go. I'll just do standard. Actually, uh, I usually stay behind <laughs> and let my sister and Dragomir do the work. So standard's fine. Okay, right? sounds good. Uh, it is now Efa's turn. She's gonna try and slice the fucker that's trying to eat her nice shield. Sounds good. Eat okay. X, bat. Leave out, girl. Forgive me because I'm still trying to figure this out. So I roll the yeah. d10 and add my attack. Yes. Okay. Should be close combat, right? Yeah, I think you have plus oh. 11 total. Uh, I took the offensive stance, so it's 13. Gotcha. Plus 13, yeah. That's not about right. Uh, Sid, so I rolled a 7, so that is a 20. Awesome. So, uh, And I use my battle axe, which has 3 damage. I don't know if that makes a difference. It does make a difference. You cleave this bat in half uh, as it comes down. Uh, like It's on your shield. And you like take your battle axe and you just drop your shield for a quick sec and it just like goes to like prop up over you with its fangs and you just straight up slice its head right off, just right over your shield, just lop its head off above your shield. Wow, Aoife's a beast. Charlie's a little bit in love. She's like, that's, I point out, like, that's my sister. That's my entire goal for Aoife. (laughs) Just, um, it is now. money. game. That's our other this game. Our other game. Hold me, oh, money. Theo, it's your turn. Uh, I am going to scramble really close to Charlie and try to <laughs> basically hug on to her and share the torch like fucking fire up in case they're on the ground. <laughs> Um, perfect. You're not attacking anything? I don't, nope, nope. I'm just going to try to keep focusing on warding things off, stay really close to Charlie. Sounds good. Play all this torch in a war, like, don't fire. (laughs) Mess with Uh, me. When you you hold the torch up like that, um, you notice that the bats definitely, like, they have an aversion to the flame. They stay away from that. Yep, yep. Me and Charlie Uh, huddled under this one torch. (laughs) Um, Okay. Uh, Charlie's gonna just try and move, uh, I guess, with Theo towards someone else who's kind of like clo- the closest person near them, just to move, 
just to be near the flame. Yeah. We scuttle. Yeah, we scuttle towards somebody can who's we, armed. And can doing we well. light something else? Like, look at the Can we light something else? Can we light something else? Okay, so you guys are crawling, trying to huddle. <laughs> well, I'm trying to ask Theo if we can light something else, and he's not responding. Oh. It's all rocks. You don't have anything else, don't we have? Doesn't someone else have another torch? No, one, There's more, one torch. more torch. We might need that for fire later. This is what we need fire now. But there's like two bats left. There's only two left, or one left. Uh, Ifa seems to be doing pretty well. So yeah, crawl toward Ifa. Does... We will hold no, on to her no, legs. No, Ifa's doing pretty well. So is Dragomir. I think we need to get to Jow. Protect our dumbass. Protect our dumbass. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna move. Wait, towards, so I'm gonna move towards. If I can see Jao, Jao has a light too, right? Apparently, no. Yeah. Jao does have a nebula. Yep. For, for the record, uh, Fergus is carrying the nebula in his mouth because oh, I cute. need to have two hands on my bow. I'm like just gonna it. move. I'm gonna move towards whoever's closer. Whoever's closest to us. Well, Jao is the furthest from you. Yeah, I'm Ipa, gonna just move to whoever's. Ipa's closest. the closest because her instruction okay. was protect Charlie and Theo, and we huddle between Ifa and the wall with our with our torch. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Uh, it is Jab's turn. You're between a rock and a hard place, and that hard place is Eva's buff-ass legs. Yep, I'm going to stay here between the brick Lots. wall and her brick ass. Really hard below the waist. Really hard. <laughs> Clip it. For, uh, I got it. Uh, all right, so I'm going to fire my bow. Um, this is just an attack roll. Correct? Yep. Okay, here it goes. Shooting and throwing. You rolled a one. No. I literally called it. Oh, dude. Bang. <laughs> roll it, roll, uh, roll a d10. You I shoot the one. You fucking I'll roll shoot another Dragomir. One. Yeah, roll, roll again. <laughs> oh, no. That would be great. Oh, no. Damn it, boy. <laughs> a two. Mm, okay. It wasn't a one, though. So I'm gonna say what happens is you go to uh, you go to like shoot at one of the uh, bats and it comes in a lot quicker than you anticipated and you like jerk off to like <laughs> you jerk off to the side. Wait, wait, wait. Just yeah. jerking off when, in the. When you do that, you pull the bow back too far and the uh, bow becomes unstrung. Like it, the the cord comes undone from your bow. So you're gonna have to spend your next turn restringing your bow. If you oh like. no! So I was jerking off in the corner and I went limp. Pretty yep. much. Yeah. Pretty much. Yep, right in front of Fergus, too, making him hold your light source. That's gross. Oh, man. He is disappointed in you. <laughs> something, something, something. Fergus has seen it all. Something, oh, something, no. something. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's the, yeah, you just, it's too much tension. Um, Drago, it is your turn. The yes. Bats, I, uh, uh, the bats are kind of like circling around you and stuff. Um, you can attempt to make an attack roll against one of the bats. Yeah, if I can reach one, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to sword one. You're like, come on! No, this is the one thing I'm good at. Come uh, on, you flappy fox! Not too bad. Four, fourteen. 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 You flappy uh, fox. Yep. So you do you do clip one of the bats. Uh, again, they're flying really quickly and and erratically above you, but yep. you clip it a little bit. I, I have a sword that does three points of damage. I don't know if that matters. Yep. So you got uh perfect. Okay. Yeah, you clip the bat and it is uh it is still flying around. It's pissed. Bats turns. They retaliate against you. Fuck. One second. They both laugh at Javid, then they retaliate. <laughs> 
that's Jao's entire life is just being laughed at and being like, I swear I'm uh, right. What's your, what's Half your the time I'm right. Again? More than uh, J- uh, Drago. What's that? What's your defense, Drago? Uh, my defense is a nat, uh, 10. Is a 10? Yep. Okay, so, and your, and your protection is four, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, this bat, again, uh, as you swipe up at this one, uh, one comes from beside you, and uh, again, it starts biting at the region. Oh, it, like, collides cool. with you, and, like, it bites oh, on no. before it, like, swoops back away, and you take an additional four points of damage. Oof. Shit. I do love the attention to detail by our game leader, Troy, here, because he did mention taking off his chainmail coif, so... Yes. Right to the neck. Yep, yep, yep. I am not okay. I, I'm, I'm in, actually, I am okay. Okay. Am okay, you're still okay? I'm like, I'm, I'm just okay. I'm okay. <laughs> you are, yeah. are going to take uh, two additional points of damage as the second bat also bites you. Wow, oh, these bats are just slaughtering Dragomir. Yeah, seriously. You're lucky they're not rolling like super great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost at bad, guys. One more hit. Um, it is now... Theo's turn. No, I'm sorry. It's Aoife's turn. I was like, how'd that happen? Uh, Aoife is just gonna swing it the, the, with, you know, the, there's two left. So there are two left and they are both swarming around Drago. So you can try to attack it with your axe, but if you roll poorly, just be aware that something bad may happen. Can she try and just like grab one and strangle it? You can try to grab one if you would like, yeah. Uh, so that would be close combat? Yeah, I'll let you use close combat on that. That's fine. Okay, and she's still in the attack stance. Do I still get the it. bonus for that or no? Uh, the bonus for being strong? Yes. No, uh, for uh, being in her attacking stance. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, I already have a bonus for her being strong. Yeah, so. that's fine. Yeah, we'll give it to you. Okay, okay. That gives me at least a chance. Okay. So that is uh, 17. Yeah, so you grab this bat. Um, you grab the one that uh, that wasn't cut already. Um, and uh, you kind of like, you grab it as it's like on Drago's neck right before it like hops off and starts flying away. And you're like bear hugging this bat and like you go to the ground with it and you're like squeezing it on the ground, like on top of it. Eva's Holy a shit. monster. Holy yes. crap. Holy it fuck. is making squeaky distressed noises. <laughs> and she, you just hurt she's my just dad. Like, God so it's just like, that's my fucking father. You Charlie and Mira are like clutching each other, just staring at Eva, like, holy fuck. Holy fuck. <laughs> like, oh my God. This is what I built her for. <laughs> um, it is now Theo's turn. Holy fuck! <laughs> um, I will have enough uh, presence of mind to just like try to like un- like unhook my bedroll from the bottom of my pack and like fucking throw it out over us like a shield <laughs> against this fucking wall. Gauntlet that thing. Bedroll shield against this wall. <laughs> I'm just like holy fuck, yes. holy fuck! I like throw out this bedroll over on all the body. It's, I just picture this bright red bedroll and then like matador music in the background. <laughs> just starts getting pelted with giant Fionn bats at like 50 miles. <laughs> Wait. <coughs> are solid, we, solid. So out, out of sheer mechanical curiosity, are we able to tell that these things are Fionn's? Or, yes. okay. They got, well, re- they got well, those no. red devil eyes. I'm sorry, hold on. You don't know if they're Fionn's or not. 
but okay. you're aware that they are not natural. Okay, that's fine. You just hyper aggressive bats. Yes, I'm not gonna. Just... I'm not gonna say that your uh, phobia plays into it right now. Okay. So. Perf. Mm. Um, it is now Charlie's turn. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm just holding steady. Yeah, I'm hey, holding the holding the light. Freeze. You can't fight. You can't run. Free. Get under the bed roll. <laughs> holding the, just hold. I'm hold, trying to hold the light in the best position, and that's it about it. Oh, Majima. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, very well. Uh, we are back up to the top of the order with Jow. So I have to spend my whole turn restringing my bow? If you'd like to use your bow, yes. Nah, fuck I'll that. allow you to, like... Throw a knife. Turn to, like, have Fergus attack if you want. <laughs> um, ooh, Fergus could Fergus go attack. Fergus is just gonna smoke one of these you know bats what? like a dog in an Amazon drone. Just Yo, Sarah is literally <laughs> grappling one of them on the ground right now. Fergus yeah. can just start mauling it to death. Yeah. So, yeah, my Teamwork. question was actually gonna be, can I, can me and Fergus just run in? Yeah. Okay, so Fergus will... Fergus attack. Like you can take the move action and Fergus can take the attack action. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that works for me. Um, I'll run over. Yeah, that's fine. Um, during my move action, can I pull out like my Francisca and while well, he just yeah. goes and mauls that? Okay. <laughs> yeah, so what do I have to roll for Fergus? Yes, you do. I sent you the stats on him last week. Do you still have those? If you do, you can pull it up probably fairly quickly. I think I sent it in a photo, right? Yeah, it might be in our... God, if it's in there, it's all the way back. And like No, that's okay, because it might be in my phone, too, so. Yeah, I got it. Oh, perfect. I think. Maybe. 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 Yep, got it. Okay, perfect. I got it. Go ahead and make your attack roll. And add 10, because Fergus is a fucking beast. Yeah, yeah, you're muted, but yes, add 10. Oh, sorry, I've been talking this whole time. I rolled a nine on the die, so that's a 19. Fergus fucking mauls this bat, bat to death. Let's go, boys! Like, yo, this bat is like, like, Aoife's like crushing it, bear hugging it, and it's like trying to claw at her and like trying to bite at her and stuff, and then Fergus just runs over and he's like, not today! <laughs> Kibbleton bats! Yeah, right? Fergus eat and Aoife have definitely done this before. This is not I'm gonna new. hold him, you eat him. Yeah. Dragomir is more proud of Fergus than Zhao. <laughs> All, literally always, though. Always, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Uh, um, it is now uh, Dragomir's turn. Um, there's one left, right? There's one left, baby. I'm fucking you taking my revenge. Once. I'm slicing this bastard to death. Slice this bitch. Uh, la, 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 la. Five, 16. Woo. 16. Can you do three points of damage? Yep. That will be enough. How do you do it, bud? Yeah. I'm just going to clip him right in half, man. Just slicing him down the middle. Yep, right down the middle. This section works good on these things. Yep, I am. Quentin Tarantino style, just... just yeah, more blood, like, yeah. it's like... Cut. Again. This one, the bat <laughs> is, like, swooping overhead from behind. He just holds his sword up and splits it open. He gets splayed from behind now. Just like, what's he's just the covered, part, what's He's just covered behind? in blood. Both his own and and the demon bat's blood. You are just completely covered in blood and guts and shit right now. Which is really nothing new to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, yeah. The, this are, is what bats. a man smells like. Scent <laughs> of a man. Powder scent of a man. <laughs> Everyone takes a moment to, uh, like... Fuck! Holy Fuck! shit, that was amazing! 
Charlie's like, wow, my arm hurts, but that was Oh, shit, that was amazing. Ethan is actually just like holding his sword, his arms like down and just standing like breathing heavy, like. Ethan just takes a slow couple breaths and then looks at a brother and just goes, you find anything? (laughs) I I found uh, Mason. The, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. They're still alive. My God. I'll be right back Just for your arm, one. Charlie. Just I like the leave the bedroll with Charlie yeah. and I get up and I'm going <laughs> to run over to fucking Dragomir, who's now the most injured person and bleeding profusely. I am bleeding a little, I think. You're bleeding a lot. You're bleeding a lot. Come here. Come towards the light. Hold on. Sit, I down. Just, Sit down. I need a drink here. I'm going to pull out the special. Uh, That's, special right. one. That's not going to help. What is it? Oh, it always helps. <laughs> Old tattoo should remedy. Yes, it's a remedy. No, actually, it does not help. Sit down. <laughs> okay, sit down. Listen to the Magians, man. I shouldn't have listened earlier, but this okay. Please, you know, I am bleeding. <laughs> okay, yeah, let me do this one thing right. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Are you using a tonic on him? Uh, let me see. How bad? I have a surgeon's kit with a bunch of stuff because I'm used to this happening to my yeah, sister. Yeah, I'm, I'm filled up, man. I'm, I am so, uh, one more bot, one more check, and I'm in bed. So yeah. So I am actually going to reserve the tonic just because that's something I try to save people who are in critical. I have so bandages and balm. I don't know if that has any mechanical healing abilities. Yeah. So ba- the band. I have like a healer's kit. I have a surgeon's kit. I'm gonna old fashioned like. Yeah. Clean up and stitch up this wound and bandage it. With a complicated 14 DC, you can add one point of healing to him right away. Okay. And you that can- 10. Awesome. You I'm can- good at one thing. For- that's, a, that's a 21 with a nat 10. Okay. So wow. I'll, I'll say this. So for, for flavor text, I don't think it's going to matter for this one, but you not only heal one point of damage and you uh, sterilize and clean the wound, um, but you would uh, not have to worry about getting like an infection or something from this wound. It was sterilized and dressed so well that I wouldn't make you make stamina checks if you put the little drains in there and everything right up ahead. It's gonna be fine. Um, uh, You can make a check for Jess as well because you did treat her arm right after she fell. So I just uncheck one box, right, Troy? Correct. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Uh, 14 for uh, Charlie. Uh, Charlie, you feel one as well. Nice. I'm like, yep, your arm is broken. We're going to put this here. You I try to like it. make sure it's set as good as possible. And then I, you know, sling and strap it. So, so try move. remind me again, if my, if my row is full, I still take the penalty from the next row, right? So if like, yes. okay, so I'm still out of minus one. Okay, cool. Yep. Um, everybody has been patched up as much as you can. Some of you are covered in blood, your own or otherwise. And you just found out that Mason is apparently in the room next door to you. Yep. Let's go. Let's there's go. A, there's a part sure to put my quaff back up to protect my head again. <laughs> <laughs> I put that back I need this now. I might need this again. <laughs> there's a partial <laughs> cave in, though. So we're going to have to do some work uh, getting through the, the collapsed portion of the tunnel. Okay. It's on there. I will yell for Mason. Mason! He goes, Theo? Is that yeah, you? yeah, buddy, it's me. He's like, Theo, my God. Oh my God, I'm so happy to see you. He's like, please, you gotta get me out of here. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Are you hurt? He goes, uh, a little bit, but I can move. Are you stuck under anything? 
Um, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Okay. How bad's a little bit? Are you, how are you pinned? <laughs> it's like, well, I, okay. I think I can move, but I can't move right now. <laughs> I can wiggle my toes. <laughs> oh, good. That's good. You can feel your toes and your fingers, all of them. It's like, yeah, uh, I've been down here for quite a while though. Um, have you seen Evelyn? We haven't seen Evelyn. We haven't seen Sarah Bass. Uh, Duncan kind of lost it on us. He goes, God, he, he says, Sarah, Sarah Bass is over here. He's, he's dead. His skull smashed in. Yeah, size, but like- From a rock or from Duncan? <laughs> he says, from a rock. He says, Duncan. He's like, Duncan isn't with you. You can't, you can't, I don't know what He's happened. loose. He said something happened to Duncan. And at this point in time, uh, as you guys are helping to kind of dig him out of the rubble, you're like making, I would imagine it's probably Ethan and uh, Dragomir. Yeah, yeah. We go, well, let's dig from like the top, you know, try to just crawl yep. under the top. Yeah. And be like, whereabouts are you? If he's to the left, we'll dig to the right, you know, try to not put So in as you guys are doing this, he explains to you what happened. So he said probably a week ago or so, they were working down here and um, uh, it was him and Sarabas working with the equipment and Duncan had come down to check on them, resupply them, pr pretty standard operating procedure. Everything was going fine, um, but the machine started malfunctioning and they think it was the flux that they had extracted from the plant matter for whatever reason, it gunked up the machine or caused something to happen and the machine exploded. And when it exploded, it caused this portion of the cave to like collapse down on them and it had crushed um, Sarabas and killed him immediately. Um, it had pinned Duncan on one side of this rubble and it had pinned uh, Mason on the other side of the rubble. Um, after, after they kind of like the dust had settled and the gravel had settled, they were able to communicate with each other. They were talking to each other. And Mason uh, uh, was in, a, or I'm sorry, Duncan was in a lot of pain. He says that his leg was crushed and Mason was kind of fading in and out of consciousness. Um, Duncan tried to keep track of time. I'm sorry, uh, Mason tried to keep track of time, but with no light or anything like that down here, he, he had a difficult time doing that. So he estimates he's been down here for maybe a week, um, based Holy on fuck. the state of decay of the body that's next to him that he's trapped next to, um, which is pretty morbid. And he said it was like that for probably four days, maybe. And after about the third day, um, Duncan uh, stopped talking, stopped communicating with him. And Mason was fairly certain that he died. And he hadn't said anything to him. Mason kept calling to him, kept checking in on him periodically, and there was no response. And then um, he heard uh, Evelyn call down, like calling for them, seeing if they needed help. And um, Mason was like screaming to her for help. And she was like, okay, hold on. I'm going to come get you. Like, I'll be down there as quick as I can. At this point, he um, lost track of Evelyn and something very strange started to happen. He heard, he heard from the other side of this wall. He couldn't see anything, but he heard um, Duncan start to like move and gasp. And he heard these very strange noises like bones cracking and stuff like this. And, um, and when he called back to Duncan, Duncan answered. And, but something was, something was very wrong. Yeah. Something wasn't right. He wasn't sure what was happening. Um, 
there was a tremendous force that came from the other side of the wall and he heard he heard um stone grinding against stone and then he heard footsteps leading away from the accident and he thinks it was maybe duncan um but duncan wasn't himself duncan said that he would be back but it didn't seem very reassuring so he's not entirely sure what happened, but he's afraid that something has happened to Duncan. Yeah, something's going to happen with Duncan. Aoife and, Aoife and Zhao, um, primarily because of your uh, Tarish, I'm sorry, uh, Aoife and Dragomir. Because, Aoife, because of your fear of Fionn's, you've probably done a little bit of research on them. And uh, Dragomir, because of your being an old geezer and being Tarish, you have a lot of uh, a lot of like folk tales and stuff like that. And what he has said to you reminds you of uh, like an old like myth that you've heard of something that they call the body snatchers. And supposedly, body snatchers are very old uh, fions that through one form or another can inhabit the body of another person and they can walk around like the rest of society and nobody would be any the wiser. Um, but like they're bent on causing um, death and destruction and chaos. Yeah. Um, you also know that uh, you have heard supposedly because of the nature of a body snatcher, they maintain the memories of their victims. And because of this, in theory, they can have memories that date back hundreds and hundreds of years, depending on how long they've been hopping from body to body. And you are shitting your pants right now, Aoife. <laughs> you are shitting your pants. <laughs> I'm going to murder this man. I am going to make it as painful as fucking possible. I am going to chop off every single one of his bones slowly, one at a time, and feed them to him. This is why I love you, girl. <laughs> this man deserves hell and nothing else. Yes, he does. And she is trembling as she's saying this. Okay. Yeah. You, I'm going to just put my arm around her. Okay, but... First, we have to get out of here alive. Okay? I'm just shrugging, Not like... jump to dismemberment right away it. is the first <laughs> step. <laughs> no, Mason's fine. We get Mason out of here. We save his fucking life. Duncan dies. Yes, Duncan dies. He's not himself. Well, whatever he is dies then. Whatever he is now is not good anymore. He was not dead. I would have known if I was treating a corpse. No, he's alive. But that thing, that's not Duncan. Baragus knew. There's an old legend that a Fionn called a body snatcher. Reasonable, just terrorist nonsense. It could be, but there there are also other explanations. It's not a sure thing. Even if he's not body stature, could have been eating this fucking moss for three days. He cut the rope and stuck us in the mountain. Does is there a way if 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 he is a body snatcher, if he's eaten moss and he's gone crazy, is there a way to get Duncan back? His way to release his spirit. Oh my god. Okay, hopefully we won't run into him again. <laughs> oh no. Dude. Hopefully we do, because if that thing gets loose, <laughs> it could hop from body to body, killing people and taking whatever it wants in its wake. 
If you kill Duncan, won't it just hop to another body? These are very extreme theories. Who burn it? Inceptor. Uh. Inceptor, take samples of this lichen, of this moss, of everything we found in here. Because if this is something that causes whatever Duncan's affliction is, well, we can do something with it, that knowledge. Um, and if we find Duncan, we can do further experimentation in the form of seeing killing him, him. killing him stops the spread. Rainy's eyeballs light up with money symbols like Mr. Krabs. Yeah, really. I like money. <laughs> money. Yeah. Like every, everything's an opportunity to make more Dow. I am going to take samples of this stuff, even though I'm not a botanist, and I'm sure they have plenty of samples back at their camp. But I am just going to, I'm going to, okay, let's, Let's get Mason out of here. <laughs> okay. Just as a friendly reminder for time-wise, we have about 25 yes. minutes before we mm-hmm. three-hour mark. So yes. here is what we will do, okay? I don't like to do this very much, but I am going to speed ahead just a little bit, okay? Um, you are able to get Mason out from behind the rubble. Um, oh, yeah. Incredibly ecstatic to see you. He thought he was going to die down here. Um, he has been surviving off of the condensation on the rocks that fell on him. Um, so he's like severely dehydrated, um, hasn't eaten anything in a week. Um, he was pinned beneath rock, but he wasn't like crushed. So he is able to move and walk like pretty much just fine. Um, he definitely drinks water. If you guys offer him water, just because he's been so long without food and water, he needs help to get along a little bit. Like, Mm -hmm. He needs to like sling himself over one of you to help him like move. Um, but he does assist you guys in navigating uh, another way around. So the large cave that you guys saw opposite of you leads back to another network of tunnels. And that network of tunnels leads back to the top. Hmm. In your roughly Duncan would know this. our endeavor back up towards the top, tensions are very high. You guys are on edge. Um, uh, Dragomir, you have murderous intent on your mind. Yes. Uh, much probably murderous. the same for you, Jal. <laughs> so Aoife. Aoife, yeah, I think, are, I think our whole family both, does. You are both ready to fight, but you are also terrified. You are afraid of your, you are terrified right now of the proposition of seeing Duncan. Yeah. Um, because if you do, you will fucking freak out. Yeah. Um, there's nothing scarier to you than a Fion that you can't tell is a Fion. Yeah. Um, I'll be helping Mason along. Okay. Get two good arms and not good at fighting. So. <laughs> I'll be. Help- are there uh, any Are there any questions otherwise that you would like to ask Mason at this time? Anything else that you would like to know? You did see Sarah Boss's head was completely crushed by a large rock. I will have searched his body. Uh, I'll ask him if they have any tonic or anything on them or down here anywhere. No, everything that they had uh, on them was destroyed from the cave-in. He did say that the, there was a large room up top. He said it was the last room with any nebulars in it. It had a bunch of supplies in that room. Fuck, we didn't see anything. <laughs> you did not see any supplies in that room. We didn't really look either, but maybe Duncan threw them over he's the probably, fucking edge like a psychopath. Edge, yeah. Evelyn and the stuff is at the bottom of that chasm. My guess. So... Yeah. If there are no there are no further questions. I'll um, uh, ask if does, they've learned anything about the moss other than the fact it fucking clogs up machines. Um 
No. Mason said that Evelyn had some promising theories, um, but they didn't have enough time before this shit happened. They were close to a breakthrough, he thinks, but yeah. No one was behaving strangely before the cave-in at all, Duncan in particular. He says, um, everyone appeared to be behaving normally. He says, um, we heard whispers. I don't know if it was just in our mind or if it was the cave or something, but it was unnerving to say the least. I can't wait to be out of this godforsaken hellhole. Okay. Um, and uh, he basically- I'll tell him, you know, like the Duncan whispers. fucking cut the rope on us. And I think that's why everybody wants to murder him. I'm not sure what's going on. I think that's a little far to jump, but uh, hopefully we won't run into him again. But <laughs> I can't stop all these people from killing him if we do. <laughs> do you not remember you- the laugh? <laughs> yeah, when he said they will feast upon your bones- yeah. Theo, come on. I know, I know that, but he was trapped under rubble with his leg crushed for three days. Um, I do have a question about how Fergus re- reacts to Mason once we get over there. Yeah, not any sort of indication like you had with uh with I know that's what you're Duncan. asking. No, Fergus yeah, yeah. like licks him. Like Mason okay. is right. a super like wholehearted good dude. And yeah. like you have a dog with you and he like asks to like pet your dog like oh yeah man yeah yeah so you start back up the way that you came back up the various winding tunnels of carmine chasm and you see the um you continue on for a couple hours and eventually you see that marking that you had put in the wall and the marking has since been smeared with blood there's this just this blood red you don't know if it's blood or if it's the the uh, plants, but that marking and every subsequent marking that you see has that similar just blood smeared all over it. And you continue walking up towards the entrance of the cave. You get to that part where it's a little steep. That was about 45 minutes in to your journey. You know you're getting- And then give Mason one of my knives. Okay. Just in case Duncan So far you have yet to see or hear any indications from Duncan. Yeah, he's he's around, so <laughs> it's not a lot of places he could have gone. You continue up towards the uh, the entrance, and you start to see the first rays of light uh, coming through the cave. You've been in there for about ten hours, so it'll be right around right around sunset, maybe. And uh, you see kind of the orange and red hues of the sun coming in from up above, and um, you hear a scream coming from outside um it's it's kind of like a wail like uh it's not a scream of fear or pain it's like a scream of like like a battle scream almost um and it sounds like a female evelyn hustle we i hustle we run yeah i'm gonna get my sword ready mason also yeah like a whale (laughs) (laughs) um so everybody runs. Uh, Mason follows right behind you. And um, when you guys crest, crest the mouth of the cave and you go back out onto that platform and there is just a thin layer of white snow that is just surrounding the entire platform. And you see blood everywhere. There's just so much blood just smeared on the ground. And you see this woman who is just battered and her face is cut up and it's various like big, huge bruises and abrasions all over her body. 
and she has a knife in both of her hands and she is just standing over what appears to be Duncan. And she has a knife in his chest and she's screaming. Uh, Evelyn! Fuck, yeah. Evelyn uh, looks up at you and her, her face is all bloody and battered and stuff. She's bleeding from her head. She's got dry, crusted blood everywhere. And she she just kind of like breathes like a heavy like sigh and just swoons and just passes out. Boom. And falls unconscious. Evelyn! Is Most a- of the blood that you see, by the way, on the ground is Duncan's. She has mm. him in the chest many times, cut up his hands. Uh, it looks like he was attacking her too. She's got some very new scratches and wounds and stuff like that. Um, but Duncan is dead as fuck right now. Holy fuck. Holy fuck. Evelyn. Ah, 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 Aoife just picks her up. Yeah, I like this one. I will, uh, Dragomir will run over and just cut Duncan's head off. Like, Evelyn, Dragomir's like, fuck this like, body. It's not even like a clean, it's like a son. <laughs> yeah, I'll cut his head off and then I'm just going to chuck it, like, yeet it into the chasm. They call that the Tarish, the Tarish <laughs> coin, right? Oh my god. It's the Tarish <laughs> toss, yes. The, tar- the Tarish toss. Dragomir, he has the climbing gear. <laughs> just the head. head. Just the head. head doesn't okay. have the climbing gear. Just his head. Yeah. Okay. Here is what we are going to do. This, Evelyn. This will be the final scene. Okay. Nice. Um, so Dagomir dismembers Duncan's body and throws it over the chasm. Um, Aoife, Aoife immediately runs to the aid of Evelyn. Uh, Mason's right next to you, behind you. He's helping you. Um, uh, Mason divulges to you that he has possibly fallen in love with Evelyn. And uh, he wished kind of an for her to meet his daughter. And they had agreed upon it when they were in the uh, in the cave while they were working together. Instead of, but like instead of, I may have fallen. It's more like, please don't let her die. Like a lover. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Conveys that in a way that's not weird. That's appropriate for the situation. I I love that crazy murderous woman. She pushed yeah, her well, off the cliff. What, and she caught onto a ledge, and then she like, climbed Drago's her like, broken, oh destroyed God, ass back up that cliff and killed him. I'm not hating on it. I love it. Um. He fucking. You start, you know, patching up. Um. I've got tonic. I will use a tonic on Evelyn. This is appropriate. Okay. So uh, you use a tonic on Evelyn. Um, She recounts to you the events that happened. She came down into the cave. Her story matches Mason's exactly. And she found Duncan and Duncan was seriously injured. And she helped him get up to the top, up to the surface. And they made camp that night. She tried to bandage his wounds as best as she could. And then in the middle of the night, he started attacking her while she was sleeping, and he threw her over the edge of the cliff. Um, somehow, she survived. She fell onto a ledge that was, you know, a little bit lower, and she has spent the past two days fucking clawing and fighting her way back up with a mur- murderous fucking vengeance, hoping to find him and kill him. And yeah, you better marry this woman. She did just <laughs> that. She did just that. She fucking found this asshole. And she exacted her revenge. Duncan seems to have and, that effect on people. <laughs> and you have that effect on people. You do stabilize her with the tonic and with the medicine. And with her and Mason in tow, you guys um, start to make your way back to civilization. You leave behind Carmine Chasm with a just the sunset, and it's just a blood red sky. And, you look doing, back, and the blood red sky just reflects off of that white snow 
that's just soiled with blood in despair and just horrors beyond your wildest imaginations. And as you're walking along and you're helping Mason get along and Mason is kind of helping out um, Evelyn as well. Um, everything is quiet. Everybody's taking kind of a moment to process everything that's happening and stuff like that. And uh, just uh, just from the back, you just hear um, Evelyn kind of start humming a familiar song, a song of Mason's. And uh, she just gives you one of these and just cracks the bones in her neck. And that is where we will end. Nice. Awesome. I, nice. I knew it. This is like a this is like a Excellent. John Carpenter the thing ending right yep. here. Like yep. fucking we're both just we're gonna wait it out and see. <laughs> yep. All right, guys. Well you motherfucker. Fergus didn't die. So none of us died. Yeah. We're yeah. walking back and Fergus just uh, yeah, the, the crack and Fergus just turns and gets a little <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we can embellish on that. Hopefully she's just cracking her neck. Like, this is an ambiguous ending, which means I have the liberty of thinking she's cracking her neck because it's stiff because she fell off. Sure, sure. That's where I'm going. Yeah, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Uh, That's totally Esterin. (laughs) So that was was my rendition of Shadows of Esterin. And I hope that I did it justice. It is my favorite game system that I've ever played. I am wildly in love with all of the horrific elements and... uh, I love the opportunity for the scenery and the, and the beauty. And I think when you have a system like this that has such intense horror and focuses a lot on like the raw and powerful, like psychological aspect of, of the human condition, um, which unfortunately we didn't get to touch up too much on that. But uh, I think part of that is, is because of the short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In a much longer campaign. That is a beautiful thing that Estrin does. The gradual just trauma building up. <laughs> you get to see Chipping the characters descent into madness and how they cope with that. Um, but yeah, I think all of those things make those moments of beauty just that much more beautiful. And it's uh, yeah, it's a it's a great thing. So uh, I hope everybody enjoyed Shadows of Estrin. The real question is now that Theo and Charlie are both a little bit in love with Efo. What happens next? <laughs> <laughs> of you that are joining us or for those of you that will watch the videos and podcasts in the future for all of our supporters which we love you guys um let us know what you thought let us know if you like shadows western if there's something that you'd like to see more do you want to see this group of asshole characters again did you like that (laughs) we all know everyone liked fairness but like the rest of us (laughs) right yeah there's no saying we can't come back and play more shadows of western in the future Yeah. yeah yeah